All right, what's up everybody and welcome to Video Game Purist. This will be VGP episode 104. I am one of your hosts, my name is Fred Rojas. And joining me tonight, as always from the East Coast, Mr. Trees, how's it going, sir? It's going, Fred. It's going. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, listen, we just did this, all right? <laughs> yeah. Much enthusiasm you offer me. Uh, you know, I've got a lot of enthusiasm right now because uh, that <clears throat> company that made the uh, Sonic Energy Drink, G right? Fuel, uh, for the record, I didn't much care for the Sonic Energy Drink. They made oh. a Crash Bandicoot version. Mm -hmm. You don't, you, you want to try these, but you won't, I, do. I said, because they're sugar-free. They, I don't think they make a sugar-full <sighs> version. Do they taste sugar-free? Do they have nah, that? No, nah, they're pretty sweet. Okay. But yeah, right. Performance Energy. 300 milligrams, and this is uh, Crash uh, Wumpa Fruit. This tastes like Wumpa Fruit. <laughs> Wumpa. What's Wumpa Fruit taste that's like? The, that's the peaches he's grabbing throughout the, the game. <clears throat> that's the Wumpa Fruit. Uh-huh. I, I just went to G Fuel's website because I'm going to see where they're on sale around me, and I'm hit smacked in the face with a Morbius <laughs> box set oh, of uh, G Fuel. So if you want that, there's going to be a Morbius G Fuel. Yeah, and it looks. What's in this box set? What is that? Is that a tumbler it comes with? I can't tell. Exclusive. No, in, uh, no oh, the there we go. I I see the can plasma, but it looks like maybe there's a tumbler next to it. I can't. Exclusively tell. movie theaters. Yeah. Let's see. Shop Sugar now. Free. I'm gonna look it up. So how is G Fuel? Thirty nine ninety nine for that collector box. <laughs> nice. What's in the box? Forty serving tub of Morbius Energy Formula <laughs> and a G sixteen ounce shaker cup. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, you know why? Because the G Fuel cans that you're drinking. Yeah. The reason I don't recognize them is because I've only seen the powder stuff. Yeah, I'm That's seeing why. that. They got a bunch of powder. It's mostly, I think it started out as powder because I think someone gave me and my wife like a tub of it. We went to like a, I remember going to like a poker charity thing mm -hmm. and it was one of the raffles, like you want a basket of shit. And I remember, I think one of them was a tub of like G Fuel, but I didn't know what it was. And I don't think I ever tried it. Oh, they got a Doom flavor. That must have been what was sold out. Because mm -hmm. like at mine, they only get the video games mm -hmm. and they had Sonic, they had Crash they had mm -hmm. Tetris, which I don't even see Tetris on this website. And then they had one that was sold out. And looking at this, it's probably Doom. I see Tetris. Tetris Blast. Yeah. Naruto Sage Mode. Um, <laughs> <laughs> whatever. <laughs> so dumb. You have never sounded so white as you did saying Naruto Sage Mode. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway. Nobody. nobody. It doesn't matter. It's not bad, but it's one of those 300 milligrams of caffeine energy drinks, which maybe all energy drinks had that. It's just like they're now advertising it. And so I'm like, oh, it's so much. But, mm. but yeah, that's what I'm having. Um, got a lot of weather change around here. Lots of rain. Mm -hmm. Lots of like it's cold, then it's warm, then it's cold again. And because of that, um, my sinuses just just do holy hell. And so I don't mess with alcohol during this time of the year. Like, um, because even like one drink, 
my sinuses can like tighten up for unknown reasons and then you you're looking at a two day headache and I don't want to deal with that. Uh, no. So so I just don't. <laughs> I do by don't. <laughs> so there's a karaoke night this Saturday though. Uh, we we rented a booth for a friend though, and I'm guessing there will be some drinks to be had there. But uh, the uh, weather's supposed to even out here, mm. so hopefully I'll be okay. Nice. Anyway, uh, so yeah, how are you? Well, the nearest G fuel uh, for me would be 8.8 miles away. Oh, that seems like a long way. Yeah, this is my convenience store up the street from the house. I was no, swinging is... in there to grab something else, and uh, yeah, if if I want to drive to Foxborough, which is a uh, home of the Patriots, there you uh, go. I can find a plus mini market. They have oh. them apparently. Uh, Fye, yeah, Emerald Square Mall. That that see that checks out. <laughs> that checks out. That Fye has them. Mm-hmm. They're they're tucked in nicely with. The Naruto blankets <laughs> and the fucking Hello Kitty fucking soap and everything else they have on that fucking wall. I don't think I've ever been um, to an FYE, but I trust you. Well, it started out as a music store. And then when people realized... I have no been to buys, an FYE now that you say yeah, that. Yeah. It started out as like, you know, it was a straight up like, you know, just a, where you would go to buy music. Yeah. And then, uh, then they realized uh, people don't buy music anymore. So they were like, Holy shit, man. Uh, get the Godzilla pillows and the fucking, you know, like, what else can we sell? You know what I mean? Yeah. You have those Harry Potter socks? Put, put those out. <laughs> fucking crazy, man. Just go over to Spencer's and whatever they've got, order one of each. Yeah. Here's a but- credit card. Buy up everything at Hot Topic and put it on that back wall. But uh, well, because no, no, like this is not meant to be the joke that it's yeah. going to become. But the reason mm-hmm. I know Fye was yeah when like when the new Eminem album or the new Garbage album was sold out, and by Garbage I mean the actual band. Like when that was sold out in the late '90s at Tower Records, you go over mm-hmm. to Fye because you know they've got one in stock. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I got my uh, Rugrats T-shirt. Uh, fucking <laughs> in my Jack Skeleton mug to put my G Fuel in. So you get everything in FYI. Clearly. <laughs> so oh, uh, if I'm ever at the mall again in my lifetime, you know, I should swing by, uh, make a little side trip for it. I can uh, get me some like G Fuel, right, for the show. Uh huh. And then swing by and get me a, a bag of Wetzel pretzel bites on the way out. Oh, Wetzel's pretzels is fantastic. And that would be a nice little trip. Yeah. <clears throat> but, you know. Well, field trip for trees tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. Honey, I'm going to be late. I want pictures. <laughs> Don't keep my dinner warm. I'm going to be late tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> so. Fuck. How are you, so man? What are we doing? <laughs> Just checking it's been a week. Just seeing. No, you. it's only been four days. It, yeah, it's been a that. shit storm, man. And if I had let I, you, we would have done yeah. it yesterday. <laughs> I know. I wrote you all confident shit. I was like, "You ready for tonight, motherfucker?" And you were like, uh, "Hey, dubby." No, I just said, "Did we change Wednesday. the night?" And I forgot. <laughs> no, no, you were like, I could totally see that. That is not what you wrote. Oh no, I said like wrong you, night, bro. I think that's how I said. You're like, it. yeah, yeah. You brought me up. You're like, yeah, homie. <laughs> 
fucking <laughs> it's fuck how off. i talk like it's i'm not I saying it's appropriate it's just how i talk oh you're like yeah you're like yeah hobie <laughs> I was like, fuck, what is it? What day is today? And the reason I'm confused is because it's just been a whirlwind. I am done dealing with salespeople. And like, I just don't want to deal with it anymore. Because I've spent two nights this week until closing at a Best Buy. Right? Oh, God. And then the rest of my time have been at car dealerships, Fred. You're buying a car? No. No. A broken car is what I... Oh, okay. <laughs> so, uh, the first thing was, sometime my, my wife likes to drop her phone. Okay. Don't ask me why, but she likes to drop and break them. And, uh, and then, like, it's like... Didn't, but she lives with it, right? So, she gets a nice right. phone. She'll break it in the first week and then just have this fucked up phone for, like, a year, Right. <laughs> Makes no sense. So she had a nice, like, Galaxy, like, 20 or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, like, I think she had it for, like, a few weeks. And she, like, dropped it. And, like, it put, like, this weird crack in the screen. Like, not one you could feel, right? So it wasn't, like, but it was, like, under the glass. It was, like, a bubble. Like, it was, like, yeah. you, know, you know, like, a gunshot in your windshield. Someone hit your windshield <laughs> with a BB. You know what I mean? It like was, the inside was broken, but the outside stayed something. intact. Yes. Yeah. And um, so she just had this dead spot, like right on her phone. Like it, you couldn't see what was. Be- and she just lived with it. And I'm like, that's fucked go. up. Uh, and then last week sometime, she dropped it again. And the whole screen stopped working. Like she oh, finally shit. dislodged yeah. it away from the phone or something. Like Severed a ribbon cable or something. <laughs> yeah, she just couldn't. It wouldn't work. And, uh, you know. Her job and everything going on with the kids, as most mothers do, she's very pl- – like her phone is her like lifeline, right? It's like mm-hmm. every school, every doctor, every fucking appointment, every everything's like is her phone. So it was a big deal. So she went down to Verizon uh, to get a new phone. And uh, I didn't go with her. But according to her, she went there on like, you know, like Tuesday and she was like – yeah, my phone's broken. You know, they, they always have the little dude taking your num- na- number, like mm-hmm. name on the little pad. And so she goes, yeah, uh, I need to see someone about phone. And they were like, yeah, come back Thursday. Oh, so they so Verizon thinks it's the Apple store now. <laughs> Something. Yeah. Okay. And she okay. was like, uh, I, th- I don't think you Okay. <laughs> yeah, but my phone doesn't work. And he's like, well, you know, Best Buy is right there. So he goes, you know, they they can pull up your account and you can just buy a phone through them. It's the same thing. And she's like, okay. So yeah, this is what happens when salesmen are no longer on commission. <laughs> yeah. So she goes, she goes over to Best Buy and there's like an like an AT and T rep over there. Just happens to be there. And uh, oh, Best God. Buy's having this. So he's Best like, Buy's having this AT and T deal, right? And granted. Uh, the way she explained it to me was a good deal because my phone's paid off in old. And like, I think we've talked about in the past, like I have to use a pad to charge my phone because the codes don't mm, work anymore. Mm-hmm. And like memory's full. I always have to delete shit. I mean, it's whatever. It's a galaxy S eight. I've had it. I'm one of those guys. I've had my phone forever. Right. And, yeah. and then my daughter will get a new phone every other 
fucking month if she could. So she doesn't care. Um, but the deal was they looked up our horizon. They're like, you're paying like 200 and fucking upwards close to three foot of your bill. We're like, we are. And she's <laughs> they're like, yeah, you got three separate lines and all this bullshit. And I'm like, we're supposed to be on a family plan. And they're like, hey, they don't have you on a family plan. Because oh, what Verizon likes to do is say you're on a family plan, but then they discontinue that family plan. They don't like to tell you. They just throw you on separate <laughs> some other That's plan. <laughs> you know? So, you know, no hot spots, no nothing. And we're paying like, you know, say 250 bucks for like three phones. And it's like, they're like, listen, AT&T, you know, you can get a family plan. Three lines will cost you like 35 bucks a line. You'll each get a hot spot, you know, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, plus, we're doing a deal with Best Buy right now. Any phone, you trade in your phone, and uh, even if it's broken, we give you $800 credit. There you go. So my wife came home and was like, hey, we can all get new phones. And I was like, okay, sweet. So we all went to Best Buy and uh, with a five-year-old in tow, by the way. Mm-hmm. And we got there at five, and for some weird reason, our Best Buy closes at seven now, which I didn't know was a thing. So, yeah, actually, I ours does too, uh, oh, and I know I that no only idea. because I still pre-order a lot of stuff at Best Buy. Oh, that's right. Um, so we went there, and the kid my wife dealt with uh, wasn't there. He, he was on break or something. So this other guy was taking over. And she explained everything that the AT&T guy explained. <laughs> and th- then they proceeded to act confused. And then, uh, so, okay, they tried to get everything going, right? And they're like, okay, well, which fo- first, let's, which phones do you want? And every phone we picked, they didn't have them. And mm-hmm. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm like, w- well, I'm, I'm not, I'm not someone who gets mad and like, um, Gives like clerks and shit a hard time. I'm not that guy. My wife isn't either. My wife's like super happy. She's wearing like a Karen uniform. Like she's straight up. Like she looks like she's going to be a problem. My wife. <laughs> right. And, uh, you know, but she's not. And they're she's like surprised very, like, when they don't have any problems. Yes. You know, she's got the straight <laughs> blonde hair. It just goes smooth. <laughs> yeah. She's, you know, straight blonde hair, glasses. She's always wearing like, you know, Uggs and like fucking, you know, she has the uniform. Hey, Derek, you know I mean? I, no, seriously, she didn't complain once. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My, my daughter calls her Karen all the time. Oh, my gosh, you're such a Karen. <laughs> and um, I'm like, leave your mother alone. Um, so they're like, well, we don't have this phone. And I, First of all, we all just wanted the re- most recent phone, right? So I'm like, well, you know, we'll get Galaxy S22s, mm-hmm. right? Like a plus. Um, yeah, we don't have that. We don't have any in stock. Okay, uh, just a regular S22 then. Uh, we don't have those in, in stock. Uh, my daughter would like an, uh, the newest iPhone in pink. Uh, yeah, so we don't have any. It's like, what? how about you tell us? What's in stock? What, like, what? what's going on here? Like, this is an electronic store. So I'm like, all right. And they're like, well, we have them. We can have them sent over here tomorrow. And they're like, fine, whatever. You know? Mm-hmm. I know they move inventory in weird ways. Yeah. So then we were doing uh where they transfer the lines. Mm-hmm. And then of course the port. Yeah. They were doing that thing where there was like three kids at the register all going, hmm. 
Mm. Yeah, they all look puzzled, and it's only uh, your fucking phone number on the line. Oh. <laughs> uh, mm. So this went on for two hours, Fred. Mm-hmm. The grates were coming down. My poor five-year-old was like, you know, I can only walk him around the store and, like, look at toys and stuff for so long. He brought his yeah. Switch. But then, like, they're like, yeah, this is going to happen tonight. They're like, something's wrong with on Verizon's end. And can you can you come back tomorrow? Definitely not us. <laughs> yeah, can you come back tomorrow? And I'm we're like, what the fuck, man? So then we did. We came back the next night, right around like five twenty or so. Uh-huh. And then the the original kid that was on break, he was somewhere else helping somebody. And then the dude that was helping us the previous night, uh, he was like, I gotta go. He's like, uh. I got a point hot day. So I, I got to go. So then we had a new kid. So he had to start over from scratch. And they had the phones. and But then he was having trouble porting, doing the stuff. And finally, we were getting to work. And now the grates are down again. And we're the last people there. And he's like, so um, we got two options. Oh, he's like, well, you guys you second can, option. You guys can come back tomorrow. And we can finish updating the foot. My wife's like, no. We're not coming back. We've been here two nights, total of four hours for a deal that you advertised and no one seems to know how to do it. Like, it's like you sold us on it. Like you guys told us about it. We said, okay. And then everybody's confused on how it works. Um, So needless to say, um, thing ported over. Um, Dude, I haven't looked at, AT&T account, bills. No, I don't even know what's going on. I don't know if anything went over smoothly. I don't know if uh, Verizon bill. I don't know anything. Like it's one of those things where it's like I'm afraid to open my email because I have like 20 AT&T account emails and all this shit I have to set up. And I'm just like, I don't even want to look at it. And uh, I just, so and then who they're like, is the provider on your phone? <laughs> Yeah, it should, it's AT and T, so it switched over. My my phone, our phones work. Okay, fucking, that's that's a good. You know, first our time, numbers, yeah. our messages, everything moved over like it was supposed to. Uh, and uh, but what was funny was at Best Buy, the, um, he goes, my wife goes, they had told her everything's done at Best Buy, right? Trading the phones, the re the refunds, the fucking. Yeah. Everything's done. We do everything here. So then the next night when I'm there, all of a sudden she goes, okay, so do you guys take our phone? When do you guys take our old phones? Oh, we don't do that. And we're, I'm like, well, who who takes them then? He's like, oh, AT&T takes them. But you have to go to AT&T and um, do the trading with them. And then they'll credit your account. account the 800 bucks? So, you know, we're looking at uh, – you know, three times 800 there. Yeah. That's like, 2,400. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, okay. Does that mean I'm getting $2,400 bill on the first month? Oh, no, 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 no. It doesn't work like that. You know, you'll never even notice because it would just go on you. To be fair to like, him. Yeah. What it is, is it's that monthly shit. Yes. And so, and yeah. They, yeah. Yeah. And then they credit you every month. And then, so it takes it off every month. Opposed to just giving you an eight hundred dollar chunk, but but you and I probably cut from the same cloth in this regard, 
2,400 is 2,400, even if they're taking it slowly over the course of a long period of time. I don't want to, I don't want to look at it. <laughs> no, that like meaning that I'm not, I'm going to follow up on this. <laughs> yes. Well, what's funny is like literally 18 That's me paying across close the attention. <laughs> like 18 T's across the street from this Best Buy. I can see the people in the AT&T lobby from where I'm standing. Right, but what has happened now that you're probably aware you know? of is the AT&T can support the service stuff, but they probably mm-hmm. have a very low stock of the phones because everyone starts there. Whereas Best Buy, I'm going to be honest with you. And we and I say this as people who you probably know, I've talked about it on the show, mm-hmm. the last two phones I bought, I just buy them unlocked. Just like, give me the fucking thing. Here's okay. cash. And then I go across the way to like AT&T or whatever. And I'm like, oh, make this. Well, well I, I have T-Mobile slash Sprint. But like I go over there and I'm like, make this work. Mm, <laughs> I bought you know, this, my, make it work. My only um, <laughs> trees-like comment out loud that I made. Like I was very quiet through all this. I was actually like a, a silent person because I was inside like dying. Because I hate it. I hate. Right. You hate everything with, like, you're doing. Sales. Yes. Yes. And it's like, in, and my daughter goes, are you all right? Because she don't care. She's dancing around because she's going to get an iPhone eventually, a new one, you know? Yeah. But she goes, relax. It's a man. She's like, you know, like shadow boxing. She's like boxing me. And I'm like, and I'm like, I go, it's, I go, I'm not mad. I go, it's like, why is this so convoluted? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I still don't understand why this process is a problem. Yes, it was like a mess. And I'm like, and it took so long. Like, why is it taking two hours? Like, I don't, two nights in a row. And I'm just like, in my head, I'm like, you guys sold us on it. And so why is this so complicated? Like, it's driving, it's driving. Then I got my son. He wants me to buy, he found some Jurassic Park dinosaurs. You know, like that one toy aisle in the back of the Best Buy? Like in the corner of the store, he found like some Jurassic dinosaurs and he's like fucking rolling around the aisle, fucking not throwing a tantrum, but he was like refusing to move Uh because he wanted a dinosaur. So he wasn't like kicking and screaming and shit, but he was like, he was definitely being a punk. And I was just like, I'm losing it. And then, uh, and then when they said, oh, we don't take the phones here. Like the way they said it, it was like, oh no, you go to starts to twitch. What you do? <laughs> and the kid literally points out the window and goes, Yeah, I mean, you can just after hey, you can just go right over to ATT. And I just said a lot, I go, Well, why didn't we just go there in the first place? I'm like, why are we here? <laughs> like, if we could just if everything has to be done over there, because they kept saying just go to ATT. Like that's what they just kept saying. That means they wanted this, to close and they wanted you to yes, they wanted someone else to deal with it. Yes. And I'm just like, uh, and then he goes, oh, no, well, the, the thing is, the deal is only with us at Best Buy, the $800 deal. Yeah. it's like, well, like, then why do I have to go to them? Oh, my God. So we still have an, um, oh, and another thing was they sold my wife an unlocked phone. Yep. That's what um, I usually buy. A, a week, no, the week before they sold her one. Oh, So she had okay. something to go home with. And then when she came in. With this deal, basically, she would return that phone and how bring, her that real, bring her real broken phone with her. And then that would be the trade-in and she'd get another one. So she's like, okay, well, I brought this phone back. She goes, so I already moved all my stuff over. Can I just keep this phone as the 
trade in, like if mm-hmm. like return it, but then can I just buy this phone and just basically just keep it? And like, oh no, because that's unlocked and you need an ATT branded phone. That actually plays, but yes, they, I but still I'm like it's so I, she, from a now, consumer standpoint, you're just like, the fuck. And then the kid's like, well, we can't do the return now because we, you know, we can't take your phone now because you got to move your stuff back over to the new, new phone. So, so basically my wife still has this phone upstairs. And I said to her tonight, uh, are you returning that? Because uh, that's like another grand. Yeah. I mean, we're piling it up here with yeah. these fucking phones and uh, I'm sweating. And then, of course, and then the other thing that stressed me out um, is... You know, you and me have talked about it. People listening don't know, but, you know, we're planning a, a road trip. I won't say where, but we, me and my family planning like, you know, like a five-day road trip mm-hmm. in April. And no one no one in the universe wants this trip to happen. Like, the universe is against it, and I won't let it die. Like, me and my wife are just like, we, at this point, we're like, we, we can't, you know, so it was So to be clear, like, the people who do want it to happen would be your family. <laughs> It's just all the no, other no, me forces. My, me, me, and yeah, me and my wife. That's it. The kids don't give a crap. Uh, my friends at work are like, "Dude, cancel that trip." I'm like, "No," because basically, um, I told you like our taxes got messed up mm-hmm. through my wife's work. Like some paperwork got messed up, and we got zero back, which was our vacation money. Right. So we got right. we got none of that <clears throat> coming our way. Um, then. My daughter's friend that was going with us, she bailed. So now my daughter's kicking and screaming. She don't want to go, right? <laughs> right. She's bored. And we're like, oh, we don't care. We're still going. And then, uh, so basically, I have like a credit card with pretty high limit. But that doesn't mean I want to hit it by any means, right? Yeah. But we're just like, fuck it. We'll throw everything on this card. We'll deal with it later. <laughs> Hotels get... Also, the highest... You know, we're taking a road trip when gas is the highest in the country. Why not? We just decide this. You know, to be fair, I'll talk about it on my end, but I'm I'm planning the same. So a road trip. So. And then uh, my minivan, Fred, which is always having problems. uh, The brakes were going. So I put it. And then as my I had as I was bringing in for brakes, my engine light went off this week. So Damn. in the middle of uh, this phone fiasco, I'm driving around with a with a engine light on, and I bring bring it in to Toyota, right? <clears throat> and I get a call, and they go, "Mr. O'Connor, bad news. Got some bad news. Uh, need your input here." And they said, "Your engine light is a uh, water inlet slash thermostat." Yeah, <laughs> I said, "Okay." And they said, uh, so that's looking that pot, you you know, total, you, you're looking between five, six hundred dollars. Right. And I said, okay, I don't like that. And then he uh, says, yeah. uh, but unfortunately, it's, it's back ordered right now, five to six weeks. And uh, now this is my minivan. This is the family van, the one we use for the kids and sports and stuff. So, and I, and, he just sat there, and I, I literally said to him, I go, I don't know what to do with that information. Because <laughs> it was like he said it, and then that was it. Like, dropped the mic. And I was like, okay. I'm like, uh, well, <laughs> it, 
it's a used it's a car that I'm using, so I need to keep driving it. I'm like, uh, so okay. I go. Is there any aftermarket ones you can look for? Uh, we can look. I said, can you do that for me? And they said, yeah. So then he got back to me and said, yep, yeah, no, no, no parts anywhere. Five to six weeks. And uh, I go, Christ. well, I said, you know, and uh, this would be past the point of our trip here. Uh-huh. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> I said to him, Catching I said, that. well, order the pot. I get, I said, well, I said, I don't know what, what, what to do say here, except for order the pot and fix. Like that's, that's, I go, that's where we're at. You yep. go, that's my, the off can be done right now. So do those. So give my breaks. That was a good, uh, Wait, trees. Hello. Hello. Did you lose me? Yes, but just for a moment. So you cut out right after you said, like, get the part done. And then I've Mm -hmm. just gotten you back now, but you're clear as day. Okay. Okay. So, um, yeah, I told the guy, order the pot, do the brakes, right? And I deal with it. And then, uh, so the brakes for people, don't know, uh, you know, I had to get ro- rotors and everything. And, I, you know, which can be very expensive, Fred. Uh, yes, they can. Done. I've done it on my wife's uh, car. Yeah. Um, luckily, I bursted into the shop uh, and I said, I don't know if you guys know this, uh, <laughs> but I am close to getting all the achievements in Car Mechanic Simulator 2021. And uh, <laughs> if I could have. Have a little peek here. I, after all, I did get the achievement for unscrewing 10,000 bolts. So I think I, you know, no I mean, slouch, I, I, no yeah, I, I cannot imagine why one wouldn't step yeah. aside with that explanation alone. That's right. I looked over at the, the tire separating machine and I went, Se- tire separating machine, huh? Am I right? Right, guys? <laughs> and they said, please, please leave our shop. Um, <laughs> So anyways, they had to do routers and pads. So the brakes cost me like 700 and some change, which hurt, right? Yeah. And I'm like, and then so, uh, and, and so I call, I brought my car to another shop just today, Fred, a local shop. And I said, look, man, here's what they said it is. They're saying five to six weeks. Can you help me out here? And, uh, they called me back and said, uh, apparently they said, uh, that part is back ordered uh, across the whole universe. <laughs> Those oh, are like his exact, his exact words. And I went, oh. He goes, but I know someone in Toyota. Oh, and uh, well, they're going to try to get me go. this part. I'm going to kind of jump the line here. And he goes, I, I actually have a bead on a aftermarket one too. And uh, I'm going to try to get them here within a week and a half for you. And that will that's going to cost you about you know, with labor. So it's going to be about 700, 700, you know, some change for that. So I said, yep, do it. Okay. And I, I said, let's just keep piling this on, keep piling it on. I'm going on this trip. God damn it. My buddy made fun of me. He's calling me Griswold. All oh day. God. I mean, you hold somebody a gunpoint by the end of this trip. <laughs> smile, motherfucker. Smile. <laughs> Laugh. Have a We're good time. Fun, yeah. We're having fun. We're having fun. So that was today. And then 
Icing on the cake. Icing on it's it, the dollar signs are really piling up. I see. And that. I in and, and I've I got over the hump, Fred. You know, when I when I turned over the card to pay for the brakes, mm-hmm. a calming, warm, calming sensation came over me. You uh, when I re- <laughs> I just I just re- yes. I did. Right in the middle of their fucking showroom. Sorry. Uh, Continue. Yeah, right between their RAV4 and their fucking Thailander. <laughs> fucking forerunner. So I said, um, so, no, it's just like, yo, they swiped the card and it went on there and I went, you know what? I'll just deal with this shit later. <laughs> we deal with this that. later because... Can't. There's nothing else I can do. You know what I mean? This shit. This shit happens to everybody. But then I come home, Fred. I come okay. home, and uh, it finally happened. Finally happened. My son said, uh, <clears throat> "Dad, can I play Lego City Undercover?" Oh, on your game, okay. On your game, because I have all the helicopters and planes and jets unlocked. Yeah. And he likes to go up to the heliport and pop in like a helicopter and just. Fly around like that's his game. He just likes to. And I said, okay. Um, do you remember a few weeks ago uh, when I said the poor kid kept erasing his save game? Yeah, because he kept picking the wrong uh, option on the menu. Uh huh. So I come downstairs. Oh God! And he's watching the opening cinema of, of Lego City Undercover. And I go, buddy, what'd you do? You start? Did you start this over? And he's just like, no, I, uh, I was flying a helicopter, and then, I, and then, and then uh, it put me here, and I was like, okay, I was like, so I turned it off, and uh, went to the main screen, and uh, he started like three new games, all at zero percent, Fred. <laughs> and of course, I have Nintendo Cloud save, which is oh. very diligent. In saving shit oh, instantly. Oh no! Really? Is this going where I, I think it's going? So my, uh, you know, me and my daughter's eighty percent. Yeah, yeah, you know, <laughs> our memories of Lego City Undercover are gone, Fred. They're just that. That's yeah. They're, they're that's, zeroed out. That's a that's a big deal. Like I don't know that I could be mad at mm. your son, but like, no, that's no, a big he's deal. No, no, but that's um, he, a big deal. He he definitely did what he wasn't supposed to do, because I had told him many times when he did it to his, always pick the middle one because that's the continue, not the top one. That says new game. <laughs> uh, so then, trying to explain to a five year old that everything's gone, like no, because now all the it's all it started over, yeah. so I have nothing unlocked. So there's no fireman or farmer or, you know, fucking police cars to call in or helicopters, uh, <clears throat> and he got very angry at me, and no. he did that thing little kids do where he's like, my fault. He's like, no, you told me the top one. He started doing that. He said mm-hmm. he started doing that fucking revisionist history, throwing shit. Five year. I, I went up. He got like, like met where I left my wife to like him down. 
You know, he gets like that sometimes. Okay, sorry, you hold on. You're, you're cutting money. out a little bit. Hold on. wonder why. Hold on, man. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's my signal. No, I have a strong... Maybe it's me. Hold on. Let's Maybe. Let's see uh, let me check something. It's not my headphones. It was a good... This is good radio. Uh, Mercury. Oh, that's okay. Let me check my settings. Got good ping. Got good download. We'll see how my upload goes. Hmm. Looks all good. Looks all good on my end. Could be. I mean, uh, I'm wired, but you know I don't trust wired. Uh, What's my up? Ah. That shouldn't be too big of a problem. But yeah, my down is like 30, but my up's like two. Mm hmm. Now, this is an extender, but it is wired. Mm. Oh, well. Here's hoping. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But. Oh, well. Oh, occasionally. Just, let me, just um, let me know. Yeah, occasionally Google will I'm do. Um, oh, you fuckers. That, you know, that reminds me. Like, I was like, skimming through last week's show. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have to apologize because I cut you off not knowing you were talking. Oh, so yeah. So there was a problem yeah, when we but were I talking didn't... about Patty's Day. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it, it was funny. And you said to tell a story. But on my end, I couldn't hear you. Yes. Like it cut out for – I remember it cut out for a little bit. So I just continued talking when I kind of popped back on. And when I listened back to the recording, you like started telling like a story about your friend. And I just fucking ignored you. I go, oh, he must have – I think I was just steamrolling him there. <laughs> no, I knew what but. had happened. Um, and the story I was going to tell was like a celebrity story or something. And I was like, it's not that interesting. I was, So I just let it go. <laughs> I don't okay. even remember what it was. But it wasn't, yeah. Mm. But I, I know what you're talking about. Mm. So Well, anyways, back to the Lego City. It got erased. And my son threw a fit. And I said to my wife, yeah, he's not playing games for a little bit. He's Because I've told yeah. him a long time ago. If you ever get that upset over a game, buddy, you're not you're not playing them yeah. for a while. There's no need to get like nutty. But he's emotional not just over games. He gets emotional like over a lot of stuff. You know, he's just Man, one that's of those kids. That's like I'm, I'm sure you can tell from talking to <clears throat> me that I mean I <clears throat> would never act that way. So you know I wouldn't know anything yeah. about that. But that well, sounds rough. I um was fairly calm. It bummed me out because it was... Now, to be fair, most of my memories with my daughter were on the Wii U version, but we got roughly to the same spot. I think we... On the Wii U version, I think we got to 80% complete. Mm -hmm. And then when we got the Switch version, we sort of played our own games because she was older. So she sort of played it on her own. And I played... I replayed it. And I think I, I think I was at like 76%. Um... But still years of off and on playing it. And uh, my wife goes, she's in the kitchen and she goes, oh, and she goes, Devin. And then she goes, she looks at me, she goes, you all right? She goes, you feel like you feel like you want to cry? But she didn't say it in like making fun of me, right? She wasn't mm-hmm. like, oh, you're going to cry. Like she knew like she was sort of like, ooh, like, 
Oh, and I was like, and I, and I was the one that was like, oh, whatever. I said, you know, it stinks. I go, but it's just a Lego game. You know what I mean? And she mm-hmm. was, yeah, but you had a lot of memories with with Dakota playing that and stuff. I was like, it is, but I still got the memories. I go, it's just, I go, truthfully, I, I probably would have never went back to it. If anything, this means I can just replay it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I said, whatever, you know. No big, no big deal. But it was a bit of a bummer because, like, then I'm thinking about like you, you play Lego games, so you know the deal. And I'm like thinking of like all the red bricks I luckily found and stumbled upon, and like you can yeah. never repeat like how you came across some of that stuff. And I'm just like, yeah, yeah, you know. Fucking, <laughs> I would we have me? My daughter had like the brick multipliers on, like mm-hmm. the special red bricks. So we we had bricks and, and studs like in the millions you know what i mean like fucking saved up like we could buy whatever we wanted but oh well so that was um that's been my four days fred since we've last <laughs> and that is why fred that is why the other day at work after i got back with my fresh breaks dishing out all that money i uh was at work and on my new phone down re-downloaded my Domino's app. Mm-hmm. And that's right. I had a pizza and bread twists all to myself like a glutton. I said, I'm I deserve this. A little something for me. All right. Uh-huh. And and I ate I ate like a half a pizza and bread twists and then stumbled back into work like a drunk man <laughs> and fucking like just laid around like really half-assed my work. Really just was all done for the day. But uh, I deserved it. And that's why tonight, Fred, when we hopped on, I bought me a new shirt, even though I said I wasn't going to buy any more of them. Oh, right. Because I deserve it after these few days. All right? So. But otherwise than that, Fred, doing all right. (laughs) I do do like my new phone. Good. Uh, I would have got the new Pixel 6. If you remember... Mm -hmm. I tried to get the Pixel Five, and do you remember like the car, the like number wouldn't carry over? Do you remember like, like I told you, like I had it carried all my other shit over, but like if someone called me, like my old phone would ring, and like no one at Verizon could figure it out. So I do remember I had that. To, like, yes, I had to give back the the Pixel Five, but since we were switching over the AT and T altogether, I knew that wouldn't happen. And so I asked for a Pixel 6, and they didn't have any. <laughs> so I said, fuck it. What do you have? Like, what can you get me? And uh, so I got a Galaxy S22, just the vanilla plane. I don't need a Plus. It's, like, exactly the same size as the phone I I traded in. So I'm like, whatever. Fuck <laughs> it. It's nice. You know? Uh-huh. It's nice. Yeah. Well, good. So, it's always fun. Always fun to get new shit. Um, you know. And that's it, Fred. That that was my four days since we've last talked. <laughs> that was my Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm um I didn't have uh too too much go on, but it's funny because it feels like everyone's got new phones. My uh I was talking to uh a, a woman at work who had just gotten the Pixel 6 and she was showing it to me. I was like, oh, it's interesting. Is it nice? Does she like it? Yeah. Yeah. So far. She says more phone than she needs, but 
Yeah, it's, you know, <clears throat> well, it's funny. What I like about this phone, this S22 that I get, the last one I had, the Galaxy S8, was mm-hmm. when they first put out that phone with the the curved, like it had no bezel, like the glass I curved down the sides. Mm-hmm. You remember that? I do, yeah. And I liked it. I liked it a lot. It was like thin and like, oh, I'm sorry. And uh, I was taking a drink. And I like how it's like, I did like how it was curved. Like it it had no benefit, right? Yeah. At all to do anything that the glass curved outside. But it felt nice. And something felt, even though the glass went down the sides and you would think, oh, that's dangerous. Like that thing's going to break. Like it actually felt more sturdy than, a phone with like square edges, <laughs> if that makes sense. Like something with hard edges that falls on something with hard edges yeah. is damage happening. Yes. Whereas I drop my phone a lot and uh, I never put like glass on mine, like Gorilla Glass. I had a, a, a thin case on the back because I, I like phones the way they are. Like when you look at a phone in the store, it's mm-hmm. like, you love it. You're like, oh, this is so slick and nice. And and then you put fucking armor on it and big plastic fucking wings on it and glass and all this shit. And then it's like huge. You know, it's the equivalent of a wallet that you can't fold anymore and put in your back pocket. Like you just put <laughs> shit all over it. And you're like, you just destroyed like how elegant the fucking thing was. So I like real minimalist cases, like really just like little gloves that go on them, like little, you know, sleeves. Like I like to keep them as like slick as possible. So, um, so I liked my last phone, um, and this phone is squared again. Like it, it's chunky. Like it's blocky. Like it's uh, it reminds me of my old iPhone four. Like just like a square rectangle of metal and glass. And uh, yes, yeah, little getting used to it. It's like. And the, the, the camera sticks out, right? So, like, if you, even the new iPhones, like, all the cameras, like, stick out a little bit off, off the back. Like, they're not flush like my old phone. Which, yes. And which I don't like. Well, what I like about um, the sleeve I got or whatever, the mm-hmm. kind of like you said, the, the pretty much am I wearing it or is it even on? Mm-hmm. kind of thing uh let's see who do i use here we go spigen s-p-i-g-e-n they mm-hmm. have like just that sleeve that goes over it and it's been on my s20 for over a year and i've dropped this thing a couple of times and it hasn't done any damage to it but what that does is the way it designs the case is that it makes the the camera or the cameras cut out you know obviously yes yes so it makes everything flush yes so, so it feels my like just one smooth thing. Yeah. I highly recommend them. You have to wait a couple days and be kind of careful with the phone until they it arrives. But they're like mm-hmm. they're like $20 cases, if that, on um on Amazon. And I mean it's just like this rubber case that goes around it. you you look at it and mm-hmm. you're like, there's no way this thing protects it. And it's actually been incredible. Yeah, I'm trying to think, like, yeah, I just got my phone case today. I ordered it. And I was looking at those um what were you called? Spigen? Spigen? Yeah, Spigen or Spigen. What, yeah. Hold on. Let me see. What what brand did I get? Because um, that sounds familiar, but I don't know. Did you get the Otter? <laughs> no. I'm done with those. Those are what I'm talking about. Yeah. The ones that are Everybody like so Everybody swears good. by those and they're not, they're not fantastic. Yeah. It, well, again, it's like they're so 
big. <laughs> like they're so bulky. There's that it's too. Like, yes, yes. It's like what what are we doing here? You know? Hold on, I want to see. I want to see what I got here. Let's see. Uh, nope. I got a SimTech. SimTech. Okay. Which is just some cheap phone. Okay, it was like eighteen bucks, right? But uh, what I like about it, I'm going to show you, Fred. I always forget I have a camera. I can just demonstrate to you. The people at home can't see it. Oh, right. But you can Let me see it. See, so, right. So there's my case. Yeah. And then it has a little, little door. Oh, I like that. It's yeah. So what he's de demonstrating is yeah. There's like a, a window right. or a door, like you said, that slides to the side when you want to take a picture. But otherwise, it protects the camera. And like it's that. and it's thin rubber. Like even yeah. it's all thin rubber, so it's not like this heavy plastic. Thing. Exactly. Um, but I like it. It's, it's <clears throat> getting used to, I'm getting used to having a chunky phone again. And I, I'm all about chunky phone. So no. well, anyways, good. anyways, man, let's see. Yeah, what, uh, what a week. Yeah, it does sound like you've had a week. I haven't, uh, let's see. What did I do? Um, uh, oh, so I was doing the bills the other night. Um, mm -hmm. with Julie and I was looking and I was like damn our bank account's a little high so I went and looked at my paycheck and it was double oh nice I was like they fucked up oh my god they fucked up we're getting away with something my wife goes really uh, and <laughs> I really hope <laughs> okay I really hope I don't know if I've mentioned where I work, but I, I I don't want this to reflect badly. It's just this is this is 2022 COVID, right? Like mm -hmm. uh, this is our times. But anyway, so I get into our our paycheck system and I look, and it's not a fuck up. It okay. says bonus, and I was like, why did they give me a bonus that's like just like my check doubled? Like like they gave me basically my check as a bonus on top mm -hmm. of my normal check. My wife goes, did you get the, like, employee of the year award? And I said, <laughs> I, I would think they would, like, we used to do, like, a ceremony and everything. My wife got yeah. hers that wasn't the monetary one that didn't give you money. And uh -huh. they, like, called me in to show up and give her flowers on the live feed when they did the team's <laughs> meeting. You know what I mean? Like they made a big deal out of it, even during yeah, COVID. Yeah, yeah. And again, I was only able to do it because I happened to be an employee. Um, mm -hmm. Right. It was just luck of the draw. I could come downstairs and do it. Um, but, uh, but she was like, that's, it's the time. Like, I think that's what it is. So I did some research and turns out, yeah, Somebody nominated me for it and they decided to pick me, which is great, right? But my boss is on maternity leave and just no one else in the health system told me I got this. No, one told you. That's hilarious. <laughs> so anyway, um, so we had some extra money and I was, uh, I'm not looking to spend it per se, although, Trees, um, I won't mm -hmm. lie, um, my best buy right now has my graphics card i wanted the nvidia rtx 3080 uh mm -hmm. by gigabyte the gigabyte's the one that i like i've always had the gigabyte ones and they've got it available right now for 1100 bucks which 
that's high. I'm not going to lie, but that is mm-hmm. these things, as you probably know, are like impossible to find. Right. And I was like, Ooh, I could just buy that. I'm not going to, but I could just buy it. Uh, yep. It's in stock right now, um, but it's just like local at stores. What Best Buy has done now is they just like dropped them and like you can verify them and buy them. And, I, and when it added <laughs> to the cart, I was like, holy shit, I can like buy it. But then I was like, no, I've decided that like um, real quick side tangent with my PC gaming, I've decided, you know what? I've got a good 32 inch wraparound 2K HDR monitor. Mm-hmm. maybe I don't need to lug my PC back and forth and hook it up to my fucking OLED. Maybe I just need to be a big boy and decide if I'm going to play on PC, I'm going to play in my desk, in my chair, without moving shit. And if I want to play stuff on the big TV, I should probably buy the console version. <laughs> mm-hmm. And when you downgrade the visuals to four, downgrade with scare quotes to 1440p, my 2080 is perfectly acceptable to run games, right? And I can make this slight downgrade to even 1080p if I want to if I need to get the performance to get to 60 frames a second. I'm starting to learn the the lesson that most PC gamers have to learn, which is you're going to spend thousands of dollars chasing the dragon and in three months Mm -hmm. it'll be obsolete. You just need to realize that not every game needs to be cranked to max in order to appreciate it. But anyway, I digress. Um, So one thing I did do, which is going to lead to a a road trip, Trees, is... um, Mm -hmm. They are, you know, I think I've talked about this before. I go to the Midwest Gaming Classic from time to time. I even presented once. Do you remember this? This, uh, It's a uh, Wisconsin-based um, Midwest retro game show. Mm-hmm. Have I ever talked about this before? Yes, I, okay. I, I think I do remember you going once. Yes, I've been a couple of times. Uh, my biggest one, and it's one of the Gaming History 101 episodes, actually, in the archive. So, you know, a little yeah, shameless I, plug here if you I, go to the archives. Um yeah, I was asked, or yeah, I pitched as a to be a guest speaker, and mm-hmm. they picked me. And um, my pitch was to be uh, me and Patrick Klepek were going to talk because Patrick Klepek, uh, he was supposed to. He lives in Chicago. I invited him out there. He said he'd love to do it. This was quite a few years back, right? Like five, six, seven years back. And um, he said, yeah, he'd love to do it, and he'd drive out there. And I said, sweet man, that'd be awesome. Um, I've, I've. I would hardly say I know Patrick Klepek and he does not know me by name, but I've met him. I met up with him a couple of times um, at various things, mostly PAX Prime and um, and, and events like that. And mm-hmm. I, I knew him first when he was with G4 and then later when he was with, um, oh, it doesn't matter. Um, but at the last minute, not the last minute, about three weeks before going, he wrote to me and he goes, man, I am really sorry to do this, but something came up. And I think it did have to do with like his daughter being born or something, right? Like it was something legit. And he apologized and said he couldn't make it. And I was like, oh, it's, it's cool, man. So then I had to scramble. And what I did was I looked at the guest list and one of the guests were the guests on the guest list um, was um, Trickman Terry and um, the original Sushi X from EGM. Oh, and I reached out to them and I said, hey, I'm, I was going to do a thing. Because uh, actually, real quick, the, the, what I was going to do with Patrick Klepek was, uh, you know, it's a retro game show, right? And so I was going to appreciate gaming magazines. And so Patrick was going to talk because Patrick grew up in Chicago by me, actually. Um, we both grew up in the northern suburbs. And... <laughs> He's a go-getter and I wasn't. So I read EGM just wishing for the day I could, you know, work for them. And he Mm. goes, well, it's in Arlington Heights. It's just 
you know, like it, I, I lived 20 miles from Arlington Heights. I could have yeah. just fucking driven over there, but he did it, right? And he just used to hang out at the offices uh, as like a helper. And mm-hmm. then he end up, ended up getting a job at EGM over it, right? And so I wanted to talk to him about the process and what people, like the evolution from being 13 and hanging out with all the guys at the EGM offices all the way to where he's at now, right? Um, I think he he wasn't even at Waypoint yet. Uh, He was a giant bomb at the time, actually. Um, And I think, if not, he had just left for Waypoint. But anyway, um, and so that, no, he must have been a giant bomb. Anyway, um, and so I was like, what can I do to adapt that? So I asked... uh, Ken and, and Trickman, if they would be part of it, uh, Ken and Terry. And they said, yeah. And I was like, that's fucking awesome. And so I actually got a better presentation out of it because I got to sit there and it was basically like a Q&A, but also I did my usual thing. So I did a retrospective of video game magazines in the 70s, 80s, and 90s. And then we spent like, you know, 45 minutes out of the hour talking to them about the, the magazine. And I won't get into it, but people should go listen to it. And it was funny because I just put a tape recorder down, or not a tape recorder, a digital recorder down right at the table we were at because we were in this like, it wasn't like a big hall. You know what I mean? It was in just like a informal, the, the panels at that time were just in an informal offshoot of the restaurant. And um, like there was the restaurant and then they had this open space that was probably for like long banquet tables. And instead they put a bunch of chairs there and let people do performance or like do presentations for the show. Uh, that was back when it was at the Marriott. It's now at the convention center. Um, <clears throat> or no, it was at the Sheridan anyway. Um, and so, yeah, we got to do that. And I, the recording came out pretty darn good and it was, it was nice. It was, I got to, uh, wax with them, ask them a bunch of questions. I always wondered like, did, did publishers give you some of these cheat codes and things like that? Um, and it was, it was a great interview. And then I got to hang out with those guys. Like, I think we had lunch. Um, and so it was really cool. Um, and then I kept going back. And so, um, they were going to do it the last couple of years, but because of COVID, I was neither comfortable nor I think they had to cancel it or something. But, uh, this year everything's back. Uh, famously Jeremy Parrish tends to go out there and do his own private talks. And so I always like to see him. And then there's always a bunch of cool panel stuff. And so I'm not really interested in being part of the panel stuff anymore, like to do a presentation, but I love to go there. And then they've got a huge room, which has like every retro console you could ever imagine and computer and stuff that you can play. They have a museum and then they have a huge arcade pinball room. And so I turned to my daughter and I was like, would you go to this with me? (laughs) <laughs> and she was like, sure, it's the weekend of April 29th to May 1st, for those wondering. Um, it's a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, but we're going to go for Saturday, Sunday. And it's in Milwaukee. <clears throat> and I was like, would you go to this? And she goes, yeah, I'd love to. So I grabbed nice. us some tickets. And I said, would you like to fly there or would you like to drive there? And she goes, actually, Dad, I really didn't dig the plane when we went to Colorado. So can we drive there? And I said, eh, Sure. And so I went, uh, I, I don't like to drive cross country in my car. I don't like to put mm-hmm. miles on it and stuff. <laughs> so I went and looked and yeah, there was a rental car I could get. This was, this was, um, uh, yeah, anyway, there was a rental car I could get around here for like Friday to Monday. Um, <clears throat> and it was like 250 bucks. And I was like, sweet. Uh, I guess it's going to be a little high, but yeah. So I said to my family, I was like, why don't we just rent a nice car for this road trip? <laughs> 
Like yeah, I mean, that. I got a sedan. Um, you probably pay a little bit more for like an SUV or, yeah. or something, but yeah. but it wouldn't have been ridiculously high. Like maybe twice that. Five hundred's yeah. not cheap, but it's not ridiculous. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, we're gonna go do that, and also just to let people know, like, um, you know. Maybe we could do, you know, I, I don't know if anyone's going to be out there, but if anyone is going to be out there, hit me up on Twitter or something like that, you know, bump into each other, say hi, things mm. like that. But, but yeah, yeah, it'll be fun. I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, enjoying that with my daughter and stuff like that. And um, because I got this little bonus, I'm going to bring a little bit of cash, see if there's any weird retro stuff, but I know the yeah. bubble is fucking huge. Um, I was listening to Pat the NES Punk recently all those old retro guys like that that guy's like one of the early youtube people but i kind of dig some of these guys because unlike and i understand why they're doing this so i'm not criticizing um metal jesus rocks but like all his stuff to keep his stuff up is to just show off his collection and do top tens and stuff like that and listicles and and stuff like that whereas pat the nes punk like does these ridiculous like hour-long you know, episodes where he just like promotes things and he's, he's still doing the podcast thing like me, uh, like us actually like us. Cause we've been in the game. Uh, you've been in the game at least as long as me. Um, but, and, and they're just, you can just tell they're having fun. And the big thing with him is he's got a retro game store. Right. But he was talking about how he was at like a convention recently and he's on the West coast. And he said that the prices were just ridiculous. And like, he, yeah. He sold, he was talking about some of the stuff he sold because like he goes to the convention to move some of his supply, you know, like that's the point of it is to get the word out and to sell stuff. And I think he had like a boxed Famicom or something. He was selling for like 175 bucks and he goes, but I walked around the show floor and I could easily like starting was like 350 bucks. And he goes, people are just asking ridiculously inflated prices. And he goes, and it doesn't surprise me that a lot of it's not selling. Right. People just see those stickers and they're like, okay, I'm Mm -hmm. not saying that's not an appropriate price. I'm just not going to pay it. Right. You got to get a, I wouldn't say a sucker, but a desperate person on eBay or wherever you sell it. You got to find a desperate person online to get something like that. It stands to reason that anyone going to a retro show is going to be a little more savvy. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I see both sides of the argument where they're like, well, I've got to shop and I've got to pay employees and I got to do this. And it's like, yeah, but I got to want it enough. And that's what you're not selling me on. I don't want it that much, right? Right, right. And so I would say from a realistic standpoint, um, you know, people always ask this question. So I figure I'll just cover it now. Um, people always ask the question like, well, what's something worth? Like, is it what price charting's asking? Is it what they're asking? To... No, no, no. That's none of that matters, right? We're back to house buying. Anyone who's ever bought a house will tell you this. Your house is worth whatever you're willing to pay for it. Mm-hmm. And in today's housing market, it's fucking ridiculous. So you got to go like, right? Like I hear people doing like 20% over and not getting the house, right? And so maybe that doesn't matter anymore. But in the olden days, right? You can kind of get a valuation of the house. Like let's say the ho- the house is supposed to be worth 300000 And Someone's like, well, the owner is wanting three fifteen. He won't go any lower. Do I pay mm-hmm. that? And it's like, well, if you'll pay three fifteen and you feel like you're getting the house you want in the place you want, a place you can call home, what's fifteen grand? Right? Like that's that's worth it to me. But it's only worth what you'll pay for it. And I think mm-hmm. the same is true of games. So if I see something I like. Right. If he's, let's say, I don't want this anymore because you and I have both had it. You might still have yours, which it's worth a fortune if you do. Uh, the chainsaw controller for Resident Evil. Mm-hmm. 
I still have mine. Okay, I downsized mine, but I think that thing's worth like 750 bucks now, trees. Like it's worth a ridiculous amount. Um, the catch is you got to find a buyer who's not trying to scam you. That's the, There's always a gray area. But anyway, I got rid of mine. <clears throat> but let's say I was at the convention and I wanted that controller. And let's mm-hmm. say that controller's worth, I'm just throwing out numbers here. Let's say that controller's worth 200 bucks. If I walk up and the sticker says 300, I know that guy's not going to go down to 200. And if I'm only willing to pay 200, that's that, right? Like he can come up to me and ask me, but I'll be like, I'm going to be, mm-hmm. I'm a level with you, man. Like I'll give you 200 for it, but that's it. And, uh, and I'll even tell him outright, right? Like there's no haggling right. game anymore. I, I might, I, I might need to sell this for this trip. I should uh, <laughs> dig this thing out. Yeah. yeah. And I, I apologize if it's not that high, but I remember looking it up recently and being like, whoa, like I looked up my copy of Devil's Third, you know, that Wii U game, that mm-hmm. Itagaki one. And the reason I'm so blown away that it's so expensive is you can buy it digitally. Like if you really want to play the Devil's Third that bad, you can buy right. it digitally for 60 bucks on the Wii U store. <laughs> but... um but uh, yeah, it's it's like the rarest game because it didn't sell at all. And so I mm. grabbed a copy from Gamefly like for 20 bucks or something. And it was already rare back then. It was worth like 60 bucks or something um, back then. And you couldn't find it anywhere. And now it's worth like 500. And I was like, Jesus Christ. Right. right? And it's taking everything in me not to sell it. But again, my big fear now is like, I'm not on eBay or anything like that. And I'm just worried that like, I don't know. I just feel like every person who's buying something on eBay is a scammer. I don't know why. And I just don't want to deal with any of it. I know. I always feel like that, you know? You know what I just thought about? Maybe I should bring it to the show. Yeah, bring it to the show. Like, you got to be careful with how you do it because they obviously want you to buy a booth. And I'm not going to buy a booth at that thing. But if I just happen to have it in my hotel room, right, and I'm just casually chatting with people and I'm like, yo, if you're interested in something like that, I can mm-hmm. You know, just little wheels and deals there. I might do that with a handful of like the more valuable stuff. But anyway, I won't have it on me for anybody who's thinking they can just show up, see me, punch me and take it. Like that's a smart move, but like, cause you're probably going to get is. away with it, but like, there's no way I'm bringing it with me on the show floor. I, I don't think there's anybody there that's going to That's, punch that's a lot of effort for nothing. Yeah. That, you know, when I think even, of, even uh, for a devil's third. Yeah. When I think of where you're going, uh. I, I don't see a lot of people aggressively punching people in the face. No, despite problem. despite the unfortunate reasons why Milwaukee made the news recently, a majority of people up in that area are mm-hmm. genuinely nice people. <laughs> yeah. So what I'm really looking forward to also, Trees, is the ridiculous places to eat. Like last time mm-hmm. we were up there, and I think I was up there for that same show, my buddy who lives up there... <clears throat> What's up, Matt? Um, he was like, we got to go to this place that's ridiculous. And it was like a wing place that also did homemade donuts that also did Ooh. brewery brews. So on Sunday morning, it wasn't Sunday morning. It was like brunch time, right? It was like 11, mm-hmm. 11.30. And I got a like ridiculous like maple bacon long john donut. <laughs> They're like imperial stout and like a six you know, six bone in super hot wings. Right. And I was like, I fucking love Wisconsin. (laughs) That restaurant has unfortunately closed. He's informed me, but yeah. Or like the fact that we were up drinking 
you know, on Saturday night and we were up till like two, it was like one thirty-two in the morning. We were either playing magic or a tabletop board game. And he was like, you, you want some food? And I was like, I would fucking love some food. I was like, but we can't drive anywhere. And he goes, oh no, I'm not saying we leave the house. He goes, there's a Mexican joint up the street that delivers. And nice. I was like, really? And he goes, yeah. And so we ordered stuff off the menu, you know, and they, they were there in like 30 minutes and I answered the door and I was like, he was like, there you go, man. And he goes, yeah, your total is 17 bucks. And I was like, no, we got three entrees plus chips and guac. And he goes, yeah, I know, $17. I was like, are you fucking serious? I gave him 30. I was like, here, mm-hmm. take the change, Jesus. And he was like, are you serious? And I was like, yeah, you're a god. <laughs> you just have delivered an amazing array of food for $17 at two in the morning. <laughs> and it had mm-hmm. snowed. Because <laughs> yeah. Midwest Gaming Classic traditionally was in like late winter, like mm-hmm. early, like around February. But anyway. So I'll be doing that as well. Um, and my daughter's just excited because when we're road tripping through Missouri, she can move to the front seat. Kansas has laws that you can't be in the front seat till you're 14. <laughs> she oh, can get wow. a learner's permit in the same at the same date that she can move to the front seat. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so, so anyway, she's five foot two <clears throat> almost. There you go. Hilarious. Anyway, all right. Well, I've Hilarious. babbled on. Um, but... Uh, yeah, I don't think there's anything else to report. <laughs> it's just been a week, right? Yeah, man. It has. It's, it's been like, here's what we did. We've done the week, but without the weekend. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So not much happening on the week. Um, so I mm. guess here's the dangerous question. Mm-hmm. What you been doing on the gaming front? <laughs> um, well, straight up, Mass Effect 3. Never so, would have guessed that. I'm still on my my Mass Effect journey. Excellent, um, Shepard. Yep. Um, so, spoilers, of course. As we all every week as we talk about the Mass Effect yeah, trilogy, permanent spoiler um, tag there. Yeah. So, I am a couple hours in, right? <clears throat> You know, last week we we kind of finished two, fish talk. I finished talking about two, and then I sort of jumped into three real quick, but not for long, right? Just a few little things here and there. But now I'm going to just probably say that this one so far is my least favorite one. Oh, okay. Right. So. So you're the internet. I, no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, the internet. Pissed and moaned about the story, not, yes. not the actual game, right? So, um, I don't, I don't know if they pissed about the story. They, they, they pissed and moaned about the ending. Let's be honest. It, yeah, I guess that really was moaned, what it came yeah, down to, wasn't it? If you think about it, everybody just pissed and moaned about that they didn't like the ending, right? Um, but now that I'm actually playing these in a row with a clear mind, um, and I can actually, you know, one, all three of them are very distinct right like they're all in the same world and they all have connecting tissue but you know there's something about each one that that is new right and different which is good um familiar and new but this third one is just doing some things i i i don't think are improvements right Mm -hmm. so the what we always talk about is one was sort of like revolutionary for what it was at the time 
right? This epic original like space, you know, soap opera and all in story and, and characters with history and lore and you know the 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 choice, you know, the dialogue wheel and all this stuff, you know. <clears throat> but it was clunky. It had its clunky moments. It had its sort of like sparse environments and repetitiveness. Um, things that repeated, you know, like the little bases on the moon, the different planets. You know, it had issues. Uh, two fixed all that, right? Like it fixed, uh, it streamlined a lot of the, um, <clears throat> the, what do you call it? The, um, the action stuff, the, the combat. The leveling. Um, I mean, just pretty much streamlined yes. everything. Yeah. Um, but it didn't, it didn't lose like that feeling. Three, mm -hmm. I'm struggling a little. I think I made a joke last week that uh, like, you know, like who got who got chocolate in my peanut butter? It's like who got Ugh. Gears of War in my Mass Effect? <laughs> yes, it. I remember that much that they, Mass Effect they went, went heavy in the Gears of War. Yeah, they they went they they're going hot in the paint with the fucking like action of like like you you can endlessly run right in okay. three. So you like get winded another, too. yeah, the other ones you would sprint and get winded real quick. This one you can endlessly run, and it's almost does the roadie run camera shake, like it does. <laughs> okay, it's very so they, close yeah. to it. Um, there is not platforming, uh, but you can hop over cover now, right? So you can like pop over cover and then jump over it. Um. You can scoot around cover now, which you couldn't do in the other ones. Like this one, you can walk along cover, and then if you you can go from cover to cover, mm -hmm. stuff like that. And you can also jump over shit now, so you can jump over gaps. Like if you run towards a gap, you do like this fucking. So it's kinda, yeah, it's kind of like um, what is it, um, uh, Zelda, where you just kind of hop over. <laughs> yeah, you 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 know and. So the, it's a lot more actiony, um, which which is fine. Um, but again, there's this. I'm I'm doing missions, and there's something lacking. Like you got the Normandy back, right? And it's like taken back from Cerberus because Cerberus built like the Normandy two in yeah. Mass Effect two. They rebuilt it. Uh, this one is like the Alliance. You know, Shepard basically like went back to the Alliance. And he took everything with him. Like he took all yeah. the server shit with him. He's like, fuck off. He's like, mine, find his keepers. So he took all that shit. <laughs> and so now it's all like, you know, re rejiggered to be like, you know, Alliance, right? They repainted it mm -hmm. and uh, did some stuff. Um, and it's in, you know, you got a new crew and shit, right? Because your other crew got liquefied at some <laughs> point, right? They got turned into fucking Reaper. Reaper jelly. Um, so, so you got your ship back, and there's people in it, right? Like the the old ones, mm -hmm. but there's something empty about it. I can't put my finger on it, right? Okay, like it's the same ship. Right? You know the layout by now. They they oh, yeah. kind of don't change stuff. A, a few things change. So instead of where Morden's like medical lab is, mm -hmm. you kind of cut through a hallway and you go to your war room and okay. shit. In there, um, you still got your elevator. You still got your your quarters. You still got your your the same exact uh, room um, where Doctor Chuckwiss's 
Uh, mm-hmm. All that's the same. All those rooms are the same, except for where Miranda was yeah. is now Liara's. Like she moved her shadow broker office into that mm-hmm. room, so she does all her shadow broker shit from there. Um, that's kind of like the the changes, right? And um, but I don't know. I haven't filled uh, all the rooms, right? You know how it works. Like as you get people on your crew, they fill up the the fucking normandy. Yeah. Um, you know, but it, I don't know. Something feels doesn't feel the same, man. I don't, I can't put my finger on. I don't it. remember three That's, as well as the other ones. Yeah, I is, think it's the least remembered. Okay, is it? Are you really just reassembling a crew again? I think that was another problem I would have. Is um, if you're just doing the same thing again with new storylines, like that works, but it was so unique. Not not unique per se, but it was so unique for the franchise. Right, it was such mm-hmm. a different turn. To what you were doing in the first yes. game, that like, and it was such a wide expanse, right? Because it got to introduce mm-hmm. all these cool characters. But then, if that's all you do in the third game, it's like, well, now you're rinsing and repeating and just hoping right. that a new set of stories holds it. And you need a different hook, I guess. Right. I don't know. Well, they're mixing and matching it in a in a, in a way. Like, okay. so you you already have James. You have um. The guy that's on loan from Gears of War, he's um <laughs> the super they loaned him over. the yeah, super they, military guy, yeah. So he's like part of your crew right from his the his abs like are doing crunches whenever you walk in. He's just a big, <laughs> big, big, big dude, right? Actually, uh, sorry, and, real quick, just because I don't want to talk, I'm not going to be talking much about um, Mass Effect Two this week. But mm-hmm. one thing I loved was I was I did the shadow broker thing that you told me to do. So I was like, I went immediately and did the shadow broker, mm-hmm. which you should have warned me. That's much longer than your standard one hour thing. Like the whole once you remember, start talking to Liara and then go through the whole shadow broker thing, plus go through yes, all that stuff. That's right. Yeah. But yep, you yep. can look at video footage. They've just got random video footage of different yes. things. And one of them is Jacob shirtless doing crunches. <laughs> It's yeah, fantastic. there is. Yeah, he's doing like fucking crunches, and then uh, but anyway, they actually have one with a Krogan knocking some bitch out. Like, the reporter, <laughs> they, do, yeah. they have a Krogan like he takes out that just... reporter that fucks with you. Yeah. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> those, those, all that though. footage is good too. I swear, I ran, I ran, ran into her already. I think she's still alive, so he didn't kill her. But yeah, no, because what's great is he punches her and she goes flying, and then it cuts like right. Yeah, so he, he's walking away. She's in midair, and he's already walking the other direction. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah, those are funny. Those I didn't are mean to funny. derail it, but like, yeah, that no, was no, very no. amusing. Well, there's so many fun little things you forget about them. So if you remember them, you got to shout them out. Yes, that's what I did. Because um, that's something I would have mentioned too, but I, I forgot yeah, about that. Too. Fantastic. That it is like, fantastic. It was so voyeuristic. I loved it. Um, but yeah. yeah. It, you know, it says at one point, come back to see more clips. I never did. So I don't okay, know. Okay. I've changed. come back and uh, so far it hasn't changed, but. Uh, the problem was, was I only had two loyalty missions left when I did the Shadow Broker. Yeah, so me too. I did them all. So yeah. before I probably missed them all. Um, so the way the way it is on this new Normandy is, so if you were so the hook of the second one right was getting everybody's loyalty, mm-hmm. right? So you could have a better chance at the end. Um, yes, because several factors. Define the right. suicide mission, but loyalty was definitely part of it. This one, you have a, you have a, oh, what the fuck's it called? Readiness? Oh, yes. Faction and that used to readiness? have like, 
and maybe it still does, but they used to have an online component that would factor into nope, that. There nope. was also an app. There was an app you could download on your cell phone and do like send people on missions, kind of like and the you, Assassin's Creed <clears throat> thing in Brotherhood. Right. Yeah, It would help you get some. So I forget what it's called. It might be called readiness or your, you basically I think readiness line, is what it's called. There's a line that you have to hit. And basically every time you do missions... You, you basically, instead of loyalty missions, you're trying to get everybody to fight with you, mm-hmm. right? Which you think everybody would anyways, because it's the end of the fucking world. But <laughs> you're basically like trying to heal alliances, you know, between like Krogans and Salarians and shit. So everybody will fight for you. Um, and when you complete those missions, you get points. Like you have like a, in the war room, you can look and it will say, you know, the Salarian fucking special forces unit, 35 points. Because they're with you now, yeah. the Turian fleet or whatever has joined you. So you got you basically got to get past this line, which is about three quarters full when you pass this line. But of course, people like you and me will go for the full line. We'll try to get yeah. every oh, yeah. fucking person on board. Um, no, my cat's meowing. I also have um, one of the first people you recruit on the ship is like a reporter. Not the one that gets knocked out, but some other reporter. <laughs> I assume and you it, didn't recruit her. And um, then she's uh, yeah, she joins your ship. Like you, like well, you can go in the room that uh, what's his name? Um, what was the uh, um mercenary guy with the one eye? The fucking are you talking about Zaid? Yeah, I forgot his name okay. already. Sorry. Uh, the room that he he was in. Technically, he's got both eyes, but yes. Yes, he has. Yeah, I know the eye. the area you're talking about. It was the uh, not the starboard, but the other one. One of them. Yes. Yeah. And um, so she's in there now with her little like uh, reporter robot, and she's always doing interviews. And she's like, I do remember her. Yeah. Yes. Now that you say that. Yeah. She's always in there, and she's very odd looking. Like, yeah. wasn't she a video game person? That they put in the game. I think it's just Chobot, actually. It is. It's Chobot. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Blair uh, Herder's wife. Yeah. She's very weird looking. And I game. think people were joking about that because she <clears throat> she looks odd in the game. Yes. And she's super cute in real life. Yeah, it's like it's when they do the 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 rotoscoping gone wrong and shit, you know? Yeah. Yep. Yep. yep Sorry, yep. taking a taking a drink. Um, I know you're good. And she's wearing like this weird dress. Yeah. That is so like it's a weirdly big... unflattering, like yeah. in, in with weird like flats, sandal flats, something. She doesn't look good as a yes. as a video game character. Not not the person that she's modeled after. Just. Well, it's just interesting because she's she's one of probably the only people <laughs> who looks like less attractive in a video game <laughs> she's like frumpy that's the word she's like frumpy looking and you're like what is going on i went from miranda to that like what's going on here it's true not that everybody has to be like that but i'm saying like it she's unflattering looking so i don't know yeah, and, and again odd. i i i don't ask but i follow blair herder who is again mm-hmm. just chobot's um uh, husband, he was that nerdy guy on um, on uh, 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 on Attack of the Show, Blair mm-hmm. Herder, and he ended up marrying Jess Chobot, and like she's she's still beautiful, like 
now. Yeah, like she's well, aged. She's had some kids, but she looks great. And oh, not uh, in this game, and so. no, no. I remember being like, "Oh my god, what happened to her?" Yeah. So it's like she's like you know you recruit her for the Normandy, but she's not part of your crew. No, right. I'm saying? she's so not like a, a warrior. So there's a lot of that. Like there's like um, like Rex is on my ship now, but he's not an active crew member. Like he he can't he doesn't come out with you on shit. But you do this whole, if you remember, there was a whole mission with um, there's one fertile female and you have to go <laughs> yeah, rescue her. I remember that. And Rex, yeah. and Rex comes with you. Um, and that's when you run into uh, Morden again from mm-hmm. Mass Effect 2, the Doctor, Solarian Doctor, and, uh, which is fun. Again, playing these games back to back, it's super fun that now it's like an ensemble. Ca- Instead of like three years apart where it becomes a cameo, for me, it's like this ensemble cast you know what i mean like it's all of them together like it's just fun you know what i mean because mm-hmm. it's not like a nostalgia thing because i just played two so it's not like oh i'm seeing them again after three years it's like no it's like this is one long story for me with all these players you know what i mean and so i it, it's super fun but like when you finish that mission um Rex is on, you know, you take the female and she's like on your crew. Like she's in the med lab. You can go talk to her and shit. And Rex is on your crew, but he's not, you know, he's just standing around. You can go talk to him and shit. Um, so it, it's it's balanced like that. Like it's like you're, you're recruiting people and some people like, you know, you got Edie, the ship that can come out with you. Um, <laughs> the sex bot there. Um, Brian Pinbot. There's like... Um, outfits you know you can switch mm-hmm. and some of hers are like okay yep what are, what are we doing here? someone in bioware wanted to fuck a robot <laughs> like what are I'm we just doing? gonna put it out there um so like on my active crew right now that i can take out with me is james which is the big dude the big gears of war oh, guy don't worry i know who james is now we're on um, a first name basis <laughs> um liara mm-hmm. um Edie, which is the, the ship. Yep. <laughs> and um, she's part of the Garris. crew now. <laughs> and I got Garrus back. So it's kind of fun because I feel like I got a lot of my original, original. Mm-hmm. Like he's OG. Like Garrus in Liara is like OG. You know what I mean? You're like, oh man, even though Liara wasn't a player in two, you know, it's fun to have her back now. Like I, I do love like switching stuff around like that. And yeah. Garrus is like your boy. Like, fuck Caden, right? Like, Garrus is your real boy. Like, he's like, he's been with you since one, actively. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, and Caden, Caden's a big part of this game, but he's not part of your crew. You know? Like, you go yeah. talk to him and shit, and there's stuff going, there's this whole storyline with him and stuff. And he, you know, you reconcile with him, which is nice, you know? Feels real, feels real icky when he's when he's mad at you. He's like, oh, come on, buddy. <laughs> come on, Caden. Let it go. Let it go, buddy. Um, and so it's been a cameo fest for sure. Like, I've ran in the Jack already. Um, I've ran in the Thane. Um, not Jacob, but I know he's coming because he's he's around. Because I, I remember him running into him when I originally played the game. Um, and but so that stuff's all fun. The stuff I don't like is, um, again, the way it controls. I liked the the way the weapons were done in two. 
right? Where mm-hmm. you had the upgrades and shit. This game, uh, they went for mods. So, like, you actually find or buy weapons again. Like, you find them or you buy the separate, you know, and they're, they're all different looking. And now the stuff you pick up is mods. So, you find mods everywhere. And then um, you have a workbench and you can add up to two mods to a, to a certain weapon. And it's neat because you see the changes on the actual gun. So, if you add a barrel... You can see the barrel. If you if you mm-hmm. add like an extra clip or something, it will change the color of the gun. Like it, it gives it like a little personality. Let's pimp it out uh, a little bit, yeah. Um, but so that's kind of cool. And then there's another bench where you can upgrade the weapons. Where it basically just you know you have like a pistol <clears throat> slash one, and you pay money, and now it's slash two, three, mm-hmm. four, and five. Like you just pay more and more money to max it out. And that's a, the top of the line. Um, and it's, I mean, that's all right. And then there's a weird thing in the Shadow Broker office. Uh, there's a console in there for um, some sort of upgrades. I don't understand it right now. And that's coming from someone who is not a newbie to play in Mass Effect, <laughs> as we know. And if I'm looking at it, like, what does this do? Like, what am I looking for? Like, right, you and you're specifically money. talking about the Mass Effect 3 version of this, right? Yes, in Mass Effect 3, there's a console in Liara's office, and you you pay for upgrades. Yeah, I can and, honestly say I don't remember this. And when I went to it, um, I had, like, two choices of three things, and I bought one, and it gave me a permanent upgrade, like, to something, right? Like, it was, like, plus five to fucking metal... Uh, medical gel or something right mm-hmm. and then now the other things are gone and that's like a permanent stat but there's nothing else in that console like when I go it says find more blueprints or something and I'm like I don't know what this is man um, so you know I hate that I hate not knowing what I'm like what is this Google and, did you try Googling it or anything? No, I don't I don't care enough to do that. Um, <laughs> excuse me. Um, and Fred, for the first time in Matt, I'm playing it on normal, like mm-hmm. I always play my Mass Facts. For the first time, Fred, uh, I have got stuck in combat loops, combat um, like kill rooms where oh, I can't okay. do it. Where you can't and I, complete and, it? Okay. And like last night I had to do one about, I don't know, 15 times. Whoa. That's not the Mass Effect <laughs> I want to play. <coughs> no. All right. That's that's not – I'm not playing Mass Effect to be fucking challenged in combat. And I don't mean like I don't want to be uh, strategic and have like a little challenge. But again, not to keep – Saying this, I don't want a Gears of War challenge. Right. Uh, you know what I mean? And this particular, if you ever get to it, and I'm sure eventually you will, but there was a room where you're with Arya, uh, who runs Omega from mm-hmm. two. Um, that gets taken over by service, that whole complex. And you help her break back in and take over. Mm-hmm. And there's like a final fight. That takes place in the main club room of um, 
Omega. Or what's the name? What was the name of that club? Do you remember? That she, Omega? Um, was it o, that she hung out in? There was like a main club, right? It wasn't. I forget the name. Yeah, because there's one on Ilium. There's one on. So Afterlife, I think, After, is the one af, in Omega that it. had yes. that that Asari that like took over, and she had the patriarch. That's that's that Aria. Is that so Aria? That's, Aria. that's her name? That's yeah. Aria. Yeah, it's like Tesori Aria or Ari Tesoro or something. So Aria she's Sani. She's got the line on her lip. She's a jerk, right? Yeah, like, she's not. She never. Oh, she I ne- always wanted no. to get with her. Oh, she never. Yeah. She never warms up to you. And even in this, where you you're with her for a lot, and I thought she was. I couldn't remember, but I thought she was gonna. While like it seemed like that's what you were working towards, but you're just helping her take back um, Omega from like this general, like a Cerberus general. Mm-hmm. And he's turned like the top of like where she had like where she hung out on the couch. Yep. Yeah, right. Up in the club. He turned that into like a command center, okay. which I thought was a nice touch. And the um the fucking uh alien with all the eyes. What what was it? The, the Batarians. Batarians. The Batarian bodyguard that was always with it. He's like, Hey, uh when they took over, they 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 lost my couch. He's like, you see my couch anyway. It's like well, a side mission. You yeah. find the couch. You're like, hey, I find I your couch. You go get it. it. I fucking yeah. love it. Yeah, that stuff's funny. Um, <laughs> but when you get to that main... So you run into these new enemies called uh, adjutants. And they're like these mutant fucking... I don't know what they are. Mutant people or something. Mm-hmm. Um, you get in very into Left for Dead type shit. Um, and they're a pain in the ass. And, um, oh, I'm sure. So there's this room where they capture Arya, and she's 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 got like this force field that's holding like both her arms and both her legs, right? So she's like suspended, and she has these like you know electricity force fields like holding her up, and um, basically you got to free her, mm-hmm. and you're in that little club room, and it's filled with Cerberus soldiers and those zombie guys. Okay. And what you have to do is you have to run to like a console and activate it. <clears throat> and that pops up this reactor that's holding one of her limbs. And then you got to shoot that and blow it up. And you got to repeat that uh, four times, right? One for every limb huh. before okay, she okay. frees her. That makes sense. Before she frees herself. And then you got to, with her, clean up whatever's left. There is no auto saving during that. You die once, you start over. The whole thing. Yes. Um, mm. And there's no way you can fight all those dudes by yourself. Like, you can't clean out the room first and then go. So, basically, you got to use your little action run button. And I didn't kill one person. Like, if someone got in my it way, just I, would through. Use, I would use, like, a power to, like, move them aside quick. And I had to just run around and do this thing. One time I freed her and then got hung up on a wall, like hung up on a thing. Cause you know, mm-hmm. they stick, he likes to stick the walls like a yeah. gecko, like with the new fucking duck and cover shit. <laughs> and so I got stuck on something and I, I, the time I got unstuck, I died and I had to start from scratch. God damn. And that should not be in my mass effect game. Shit like that. Clearly something that makes you want to like, turn the game off and go to bed, which I did. And when I went to play it last night, I forgot that that's where I was. 
Oh, so you had to like go over it again? <laughs> so when I turned the game on, I was like, oh, that's right. I'm fucking here. Great. I did it. I did it. But that that's the kind of shit that I'm not there for. So clearly. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I'm making my way through and doing shit. Um, they got rid of, from what I could tell, the resources, right? Like scanning planets for resources. Uh, if you mm-hmm. remember, what they have now is you send out like a pulse from your little Normandy. And apparently, I guess it picks up stuff. I have used it a lot and I have not pinged yeah, one it, thing. I think it does so, automatically just grab stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's supposed to like ping something and then maybe you can land or you can you find something. I have not pinged one thing and I've flown <laughs> around a few galaxies and it's done nothing. But they do. If you remember, because the Reapers are invading, right? Yeah. So over certain galaxy maps, like where you can land, there's a big Reaper sitting on top of it. And you can go, you can go to that area, but like I get, I guess there's maybe a reaper on the map that would chase you around, like fucking berserk or some <laughs> shit, as you're trying to land. I don't know, but they say if you're in a, I un- think that's un- true. Actually, I think this I all plays. I haven't done it yet. I've just gone to galaxies with missions that don't have the reapers hanging out there. But they say if you ping enough, like you just scan at a ping for stuff, you can attract their attention and they will show up. And then they won't leave until you leave that galaxy and do another mission somewhere else. So I'm like, okay. Why am I pinging stuff then? Because that seems like a pain in the ass. Like, what I have yet to see what I get from like fucking pinging stuff. So uh, there's that. That's sort of like, eh, okay. That's, a, that's another aspect there of something that's a little confusing. Um, so what you're telling then, me is all the changes were great. You know what? I, you know, again, maybe because I just played a ton of Mass Effect 2, but wouldn't a, I would have been mad if, if 3 played like 2 with just the new story. <laughs> yeah. Not lying to you. Um, I believe you. <laughs> so, but again, there's, there's uh, you know, there's cameos and stuff I really dig. Real obscure ones that you're like, fuck, man, like... If I had played this a yeah. couple years apart, I would not have got this. The cameos you know? were good, yeah. Uh, I ran into one, uh, the, the mission where you're running the jack again, where she looks kind of hot because she grew her hair out. And she has mm-hmm. like a ponytail, and you're like, hmm, that's, she looks kind of good. Fuck. Yeah, I wasn't drawn to Jack in 2, although I did. I do have like some, because I think they sold the skins be, in the original version of Ma- Mass Effect 2, but mm-hmm. in this one, they're just in it, right? They're in it, yeah. And so I got to give her that cyberpunk look where she's got With like the, the wraparound glasses yes. and stuff, and I fucking love it. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't say I found her hotter, because, uh, like attractive because of that, but she looks badass. Yeah. Yeah, she looks badass in this game. She has a fucking, like I said, she has like shaved sides still. But she has, like, long hair on top and pulled back into, like, a ponytail. Oh, yeah. I like that look. Yeah, she looks good. You're like, there's yeah. <laughs> So, the one thing, one callback to Cyberpunk, which I've not played a second of since uh, starting Mass Effect 2, but uh, there's lots of ladies with shaved, with haircuts where they have long hair on the outside and yes. shaved underneath on the sides. And yeah. I have always loved that. I dated one yeah. girl who had... Mm-hmm. Um, shaved on the sides, short, spiky hair, and one of those little piercings just above her chin. Oh, mm-hmm. Sarah, I loved you. 
<laughs> they call that little undercut. <laughs> Got that undercut going. Yep. Yep. Um, but there was in you know the mission where you run the jack is you go to a school for um, biotics, biotic students. Yes, right? and, and I remember they, that because that's where they two. send um, David. No, but yeah, that's where they send David. Yes, from the DLC. Yeah. Yes. Um, which we didn't. I didn't talk about what I was talking about too. But was probably one of the most disturbing um, missions. Yeah, and again, it was DLC, two. and it was, was one it? of the later yeah, DLCs. I don't that one was DLC, and so was um, the one we were talking about. God, what was it? Uh, there's another DLC one um, that you didn't remember at all, and it was because you probably had never played it. Yeah, and uh, those are those are DLC missions, and I don't think a lot of people played it. Again, the only reason I've played those is one. I you know I think you know this about me. I play DLCs more than most people. Like I own DLC mm-hmm. on almost every game that mm-hmm. I enjoyed, and on the side. I didn't pay for any of those DLCs because I was reviewing at the time, and so EA would just give me codes for the DLC packs. Mm. Well, the the mission in two with David um, is fucking dark. That that is like mm-hmm. a dark mirror episode. That's the one where there's this kind of this rogue AI in this fucking facility, and um, God, you find you out find him. <laughs> yeah, you find out at the end it's not a rogue AI, but there's this guy that's kind of plugged into the system. And fuck is he plugged in. And it's he's against like, his will. Like he's got the yes. gullet. He's got the gullet tube in his mouth and they and pinned his eyes open fucking and, clockwork orange style. And he's like, yeah, he's a like, tiz and fucking. And he's in his underwear and he's he is he's jacked in. Up. He's and jacked in more than Neo is in, and, in the Matrix when he wakes up. <laughs> and what makes it even more disturbing than that is he's like autistic. Yes, and he's on the his spectrum, older yeah. brother who's supposed to be like taking care of him is the one who's experimenting on him. Yep. And you're like, God damn it. And he basically <laughs> just repeats this like, you know, someone who would repeat like pie, like the number pie. Like he just repeats this coat, yep. this string of numbers over and over again. And he's strung up there and like his voice is coming through like a computer screen, you know, and he's just repeating these numbers and shit. You're like, that is the saddest, most disturbing thing. I've seen in a while, like yeah, and especially game. if uh, if you know people on the spectrum, like they'll repeat themselves a lot. Yes. But he's repeating a phrase from like childhood and stuff. So to me, I don't know if this is accurate, but I read into that that like that's him regressing back because he's in such a compromised state. Mm. You know, that's him going back to you know back yeah. when when life wasn't so bad, and that's even yeah. more traumatizing. But yeah, that that puts. It, you got to be pretty numb to see that shit and not have it affect you, right? Like you got to be pretty numb yeah. to things. If, if for, you, for, yeah, yeah. You know, we talked about Mass Effect got a little dark and too, a little more violent. That was like probably one of the most grotesque things I saw. Yeah, and like, um, no, and you do free him, right? You, you mm-hmm. free him and you you send him to this Grisham Academy. Like you're like, oh, they they take care of them. You know what I mean? Right, but um, then you get hints even in the in Mass Effect Two before it ends that that may not be on the up and up. That there's there's reasons to question. Now I don't know exactly how it all plays out in three, but like there were, I remember there were hints that like mm, there might be some fucked up shit going on there. Mm. Well, the thing was, um, I think it it was that. 
the people from Jack's prison or something were supposed mm-hmm. to go to Grissom Academy or something, yep, and they never they made it there. So there's something. That's weird. what it was. Um, they never made it. Yeah. Okay. They never made it there. So in this one, you you have to go to Grissom Academy because Cerberus is attacking them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you go there, and that's where you run into Jack, where you find out she's become like a teacher there, like the lion's Okay, so it is on the up and up. Okay, well that's good. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, and she's still the same. She's like a badass. And she's basically like a drill sergeant, like not coddling the students. I believe Good. at one point Makes she tells the fe- one of the female students to grow a pair. Um, <laughs> so there you go. Um, Over up, bitch. <laughs> basically. So like, grow a pair. Um, I love it. So she's she's very um, she's very um, what's the, the the soldier from the movie Aliens? Uh, oh, Ripley. Spanish, Ripley. No, the Spanish girl oh, with the Vasquez. red headband. Yeah, she's Vasquez. very Vasquez. <laughs> Which, um, fun, fun side fact, if you've never um, seen her outside of um, of Aliens, a lot of people remember her as like John Connor's like adopted or like foster mom also in, um, in Terminator 2. But um, she is like a model. Uh, and then they hired her to do that very, um, aggressive, like, Mm -hmm. you know, um, butch, you know, military role, but she nailed it in my opinion. Like she, she she sold that. This is great. Yeah. Um, but there's a part in this mission where you're, you know, you're always searching around and going from one place to the, but you come around the corner and there's three students trying to like, um, work on this. Uh, I don't know if it's a bomb or I, I can't remember now, but they're trying to like open something. Mm-hmm. And one guy's bent down, he's fiddling with it, and the other two are yapping over his head. And they're like, will you hurry up and stuff? And then you hear the numbers. You hear the guy saying the numbers. Oh, okay. And, and then, you're like, it's it's him. And then, yeah. Yes. And then Shepard comes up and finishes the number string. It's very sweet, nice. actually. I like that. And then and then the guy pops up, and he looks good. But it's that, that David guy. And he's like, David, David how are you doing? And you have a conversation with him, and he's, he talks to you. He's... He still got the like they didn't like I like that they didn't make him like hey I'm no, I'm normal now. No, they still made him like sort of like an autistic kid. But he was talking. Like he was um not like this husk like he was in 2 where he was just like done. You're like that dude's never going to be well. Um <laughs> So well, and, and again, you know, autism was probably part of his genius, right? So mm-hmm. it's good that they retained it. <laughs> so then he, he, you know, you have a little conversation with him, like a little stuff, and uh, you know, he talks about how he's doing good there. And so it was, it was actually very nice. I was like, oh, David, <laughs> good for David, <laughs> you know. But that's the shit. Like, I don't know if I'd remember that a few years removed. Mm-hmm. from playing the games but it's it's fun and um, then i don't know about that one i do know i definitely the one thread that followed me through the whole trilogy like i never forgot about it was the rachni and yes. um because there, there's a callback here for that and then obviously rex who if rex dies in your mass effect one playthrough it, you just get this random krogan leader <laughs> yes so um and then the last thing of of uh, that I meant because I'm still probably going to talk about this. Obviously, I'm still playing it. Uh-huh. But um, so Miranda showed up. Now, I already established when uh, um, Leon, uh, what's her name, Liara. Um, Liara is back on my ship. We had the conversation of like, listen, 
we've been fucking both of us been out there fucking <laughs> around the galaxy. We know we know what was going on in two. But uh, you know, what how how are we looking? And my answer was like, like basically like we still are we a thing or is that in the past? And I was like, Oh, we're a thing. And basically my answer was like my answer was like, Hey, you know, yeah, you do what you gotta do in war, war time. <laughs> basically that was like Shepard's well, answer, but you know. But well, that's because- my girl. So, well, yeah, the the interesting thing was I yeah I I romance Liara um, mm-hmm. as a male Shep as a femme Shep I think I was always I think I got with Caden but anyway mm-hmm. um, but uh, as a uh, yeah I got with Liara in the first game and then when I do the shadow broker thing there's actually a moment where you can and I had already locked in Miranda. Like at this point, mm-hmm. whenever I talk to Miranda, she's like, "I'll be by when yes. there's a free moment." Yes. Well, well, so quiet. I know I've locked in Miranda, um, and I have Liara come on the ship. Like I'm like, "Come have dinner with me." Yes, ship. yes, I did that too. And, and Liara calls it out. Little... She calls it out. She goes, "Miranda's perfect. She's a good suitor for you." And so she knows. She knows. Yes, it's like, look at look at woman. You're gonna live a thousand years. All right, I'm gonna bang this one over here because she's not gonna. I don't even think hold. she cares much. I think she wants yeah. you to be happy and she knows she can't give it to you at that moment. Well, I'm just like, look, I'm going to be over here with this one. Does. I'm going to be over here with this one while her looks are still holding up. <laughs> and then I'll come back to you because you ain't going to change for like an L500 years. So you'll See, be the, good. The, and the, uh, the thing about trees what? is he's a, real, he's a real sentimental guy. <laughs> so anyways, but... So, anyways, I'm like, Liara uh, is my girl, right? She was with my girl in one. And mm-hmm. There really was no option in two. Maybe in that moment, you could have done something in the room, but I didn't no, do it. No, you can't. I, was being, I, I assure you, you can't. Okay. Because I was being, because if nothing else, I'm, Shepard's a loyal, loyal person. So I was with Miranda in the second one. So I couldn't, I couldn't, you know, go oh, yeah. against that. Oh, yeah. Um, but in this one, you know, right out the gate, She's like, yo, we a thing and we not a thing. I'm like, oh, we're, we're, oh, yes. We're it's back on. It's back on, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, so then there's a, there is a part where Miranda like gets a hold of you and asks, yeah, like an email and asks you to meet her at the Citadel or someplace. And uh, you meet her. And uh, yeah, she does that awkward, like, you know, you go for a hug, like too close. Like, are we kissing? Are we not kissing? Like that awkward, <laughs> oh, like, like, oh. Like where you go for a hug and then you could yes. go for it if you want to. Yeah. Or does she yeah. go for it? That's what I'm wondering. And it's like, and then she asks, you know, like, uh, was that just a fling or are we we together? And I had to, I had to deny her. I had to say, uh, listen, we, we were stressed. It was stressful times. <laughs> On that I didn't know if we were gonna live, so that's right. So, and she she walks away crying, man. I was like, oh, uh-huh. yeah, you <laughs> son of a bitch, <laughs> fucking chef. It. Well, you're I gonna guess. put it on her, and then you're not gonna take responsibility oh, for it. What the fuck? God, God, I can't be with you. You're still you still babies. You, oh. Right? You're too perfect. It's not my fault. You're I know. Just, she got that British accent, though. I gotta be honest with you, man. I'm gonna have to be a free spirit like I have been, and I'm gonna have to get, I'm gonna have to get to three and see how I feel. It's gonna be about how I feel. There can't be any logic involved. So I don't know how I'm gonna feel. Maybe I'm gonna feel Liara. Maybe I'm gonna feel Miranda. Maybe I'm gonna feel a third. I don't know. You know, with how loosey goosey like this game feels, the third Mm -hmm. one, like I'm always thinking like. 
was that an opportunity for her to like join my crew and now she's not like I I'm don't always believe anything like, like that miss, is yeah I don't believe you lose out on anything like that mm. I think they were smart enough to not gate that stuff yeah mm. all right because I also know with Kelly oh I bet that's what I'm gonna do I bet I'm gonna well, you have a new you have a new message girl that's like you got a message she's cute too I don't know if you can romance her yeah you can. I haven't talked to her enough. So I think I think the new girl, the new romance girl, I think mm-hmm. she's the one you can like bone like on the side completely like because you can bone people more. I, I love how maturely I'm talking about this. Yeah, you are. Yeah, you, I can, know. <laughs> you can get with people more frisky, like m- like more frequently. First of all, you can only pick, I think, I think that was the big milestones was the first game you could pick a love interest. The second game you could pick a love interest and it could be same sex, right? Mm-hmm. And then the third game, you could just get with everybody. Uh, like as you could just have a harem basically. Mm. And um, I think you can hit it and quit it with her like, like completely removed from everybody else, right? And then like, you know, she comes up to you and she goes, hey baby. And you're like, we don't talk. <laughs> I would kidding, but yeah I mean you know I'm I'm kind of far ahead of you here on this front but it's like you are well I mean I'm in three you you still in the middle of two somewhere but I'll you know, I'll tell you where I'm at I I just did I, I've got everyone joined and loyal with me mm-hmm. and then I'm in the I did the finally I did the IFF mission which starts the four mission countdown before you have to go through the Omega Relay okay and I just got um, Legion, but I haven't woken him up yet. Okay. Like I'm standing um, there trying to decide what to do with him. And obviously I'll wake him up. But, mm-hmm. you know, I do like that when we first played 2, when you first played that, especially me playing it pre-release, but I don't think it's really any different than anyone playing it at release. You know, that first time you let out um, the the Krogan, God, I blank it on his name right now, Grunt. Um. When you let Grunt out, you're like, right? They make it seem like you don't know what the fuck he's going to do. And the same thing's true of Legion. Um, Again, now having played it, like it's just going through the motions. But that was a cool idea too at the time where they just, even though it didn't play out to anything, for a moment there, they even make you hesitant with Grunt, right? Like they're like, um, what was it? Um, Cerberus Protocol say you shouldn't open that. Yes, you shouldn't open it. (laughs) And so you're like, oh shit, maybe I shouldn't open it. Um, and you always have the option to just leave them in there. Mm. So, well, um, yeah, I'd be interested to know if you feel the same way about it. Like, there's something, mm-hmm. there's something missing about it. I can't put my. Fa- I'm still having fun. Like, I'm still, I still enjoy interacting and and stuff. But you know, I haven't explored much in the game like last time like i'm i'm really still hanging around like the citadel and doing clean like doing a lot of missions around there because there's tons of stuff to go you know to go Mm -hmm. around and um uh, which yeah that reminds me continue with what you were saying but i've got two things to add um mm -hmm. just to wrap up about my mass effect 2 playthrough actually but, but you know, well, that's that's pretty much it for my report this week on it. I rambled enough. I, I don't know if people are getting sick of hearing about it, but I haven't know. heard anything yet. Honestly, honest <laughs> God. So, but you know, I plan on trying to truck through it this week, like I did with two. You know, two, I 
kind of cruised through in a week. I kind of yeah, really put you some time really in. Did. Like I was not expecting you like when you were just all of a sudden on three, I was like, holy shit, homie yeah. like passed me up. Yeah, and three, I'm putting time in the three for sure. I, I do like some of the weapon play in it. Like I like how the weapons behave mm-hmm. and stuff like you like the pistol, you can really unload in the people now and it feels kind of kind of good, but Again, the, the the modding and the, the the way they're upgrading that stuff is is feels, I don't know. I think I was just very used to how two was streamlined, and you didn't really have to put a lot of thought into your weapons in two. You know, you just found upgrades and you paid for them. Yep. Whereas this one feels like I don't know. Am I supposed to be modding this a certain way for this or that? Or like I don't want to make sure they give stuff, you. Yeah. They put loadouts and workbenches everywhere. Mm-hmm. in the middle of missions too so you're like fuck am i supposed to i don't want to have to think about like what barrel i'm supposed to be using and shit for these wep for these enemies and shit. you know it's what I'm not saying? that kind of game i guess is what i would say or at least they're it try- wasn't they're trying to make it that kind of game or yeah. it feels like they are yeah. so yeah not good mm. so anyways that's my mass effect update for this week Cool. Um, so the two things of uh, Mass Effect 2 I wanted to mention was, um, one, I've got a glitched mission. I found like a fake ID and um, it, and it was like uh, on the loyalty mission for, wasn't Thane, it was the other one. The loyalty mission that's in the warehouse. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know what I'm talking about? Where you go, you're in, yeah, you go do a loyalty mission in the warehouse. But anyway, I was on that loyalty mission and... Um, and I found a fake ID and then it's like, maybe someone on, you know, on the Citadel needs this. And I went and looked it up and yeah, I'm standing right next to the, per- I'm standing, you know, I'm looking at the person who wants the fake ID, but they've got like no box over them. I can't talk to them or do anything. So that mission is just not available to me. Really? Yeah. I'm lucky. Like there was a mission I thought was glitched. Mm-hmm. What wasn't? So well, it's not a mission per se on that one. I think you no, just like, talked to them. I know what you mean. Like a fetch. Yeah fetch quest type thing yeah but um yeah luckily i i think everything panned out for me that's good and uh, again uh well and then the other one was uh, i just uh, you know i recently did the justicars mission and i forgot you can kill her and have her daughter come on board yes i did yeah. not do that i did not either i i kept the justicar because i know how that ends so mild spoilers but we've already been going all out on this if you keep the daughter on there you're okay. ending um, even though it's not canon, is that uh, if you romance her, your ending mm-hmm. is she kills you. Yes, because that's what she does. Yeah, because she's a basically a praying, praying mantis. She's a succubus um, of sorts. Yeah, don't so, do that. Yeah. <laughs> do not romance the creature that is known to and has already... <laughs> killed multiple people that yeah. she's loved <laughs> so that's hilarious that's hilarious but also i owe you an apology while we were talking i did look it up and um the chainsaw controller is no slouch but it's only like 300 bucks if you've so opened it and if it's sealed it's like 450 500 oh. so it's not as high as i said mm-hmm. but anyway um <clears throat> so yes i've been grinding through mass effect 2 you know where i'm at but i'm still having a good time Wrapped up all the other missions um, that I've found. I'm sure if I go and scan every single planet, I'll find a couple of those random missions I've missed. Um, but otherwise, 
Um, you know, I'm on the countdown now. <laughs> countdown to suicide mission. So um, nice. So that'll progress. I have no other missions to do, though. I think, does Legion have a loyalty mission? I bet he does. He does. Okay. So that'll be one of my four missions. So I've got that and then three others, but I don't know if there are any actual missions to do. But it is what it is. Uh, the game will progress. I know that much. Um, so I've got that. Um, so let's talk for a minute about Tunic. Oh, yes. So, so Trees, um, to get us caught up, I uh, just as a side note to me, and this is going to be a little bit of a conversation about games press, but don't worry, this is not me fuming. This is just an open dialogue. Um, but I listened to pretty much like three podcasts um, that are video game related these days yeah. other than like one-off stuff and like history stuff like i listen to a lot of like retro stuff and i'm always amused by like hardcore gaming 101's like top forty-eight thousand whatever games of all time where they just rank shit you know and they just it just allows them to wax for like 20 minutes it's something i think we probably would have had a lot of fun with and maybe could do again uh, i'm not suggesting it though the last thing i'm gonna do is set us up for a project trees but like they do stuff where it's like Talk about Parappa the Rapper. And like they don't get deep into it or anything. They just like wax about Parappa the Rapper for 15 minutes and then, you know, either make fun of it or praise it or whatever. They just bullshit about it, you know, Mm -hmm. off the top of their head and what they remember of playing it. And then they just rank them, right? And then they just have this ongoing ranking. It's a really good concept. I don't want to necessarily steal it. But at the same time, you know, they they can only cover so many games. And so, you know, I think we could have fun doing something similar. Um, but uh, anyway, the big modern podcasts that do weekly stuff is, uh, I listen to Giant Bomb, obviously, uh, but that's waning for reasons mm-hmm. I think we've talked about. Yeah. Um, Nextlander, which to me actually carries on the Giant Bomb concepts more spirit (laughs) yeah and i'll tell you why and again this is where we're going to talk a little bit about this if you'll allow me i'll tell you why gersman was kind of like kevin smith in a regard um game spot became him just hiring his friends right like Mm -hmm. alex navarro was just like a skater guy who wanted to be involved in the music industry but he liked video games and he could write and so gersman brought him on you know what i mean and then I don't remember if they were friends beforehand, but they became f- close friends. You know, uh, you know, Ryan Davis was always along for the ride. Like Gersman mm-hmm. and Davis were together. But then like with Brad and Vinny and, um, you know, and that, that crew. Um, uh, oh, who's the other one? Anyway, for all those guys, like they were, they, you know, they either got camaraderie or he loosely knew them beforehand. And so what happened was when everybody left, you know, especially the Nextlander guys, which were the core of his, like, you know, Ryan Davis unfortunately passed. And then when Brad, Vinny, and Alex not only left, but made their own podcast, which is what Nextlander is, mm-hmm. right? The the core of that moved on and Giant Bomb became something different. And it needed to because of its business model. It needed to to stay a running business. And I acknowledge that. But see... The new Giant Bomb is like Jeff Bacalar, who really likes the bits. But see, what what Bacalar is trying to capture, and I don't even mean it in a negative way, he loves the way those guys would wax off each other, right? And then when he joined them and they did some of the Giant Bomb East stuff and whatnot, and like the other people who are on Giant Bomb, 
they had bits, but these were incidental bits, right? It was just you fucking with your friends, right? It was the same way they had bits on one up. Like mm. they, they were just close friends, right? And so the bits just came naturally, right? Because you just bust balls. And now they're kind of more forced, right? And like not everyone's got the right thing. Like Jeff Backlar sometimes is reading the room wrong or um, and Jess, she's a different thing. Right, like her, and and Jan kind of splits the difference, but Jeff's the old school gamer, Jeff Gersman. Mm -hmm. Jeff Bacalar is the the bit guy who's also management, right? He likes more, he likes games, but he's more of like management comedy, trying to keep the the thing afloat and make it a viable business model. And then Jess is, let's bring an influencer in here because at the end of the day, this is really all about streaming, right? And she's doing her thing, and she may be interesting to some people, but I just don't mesh well with that. Mm-hmm. And largely the same is true of Jan. Jan kind of splits the difference between Jeff and Jess. And so sometimes I'm into Jan, sometimes I'm not. Anyway, I digress. But Nextlander, they're still they're they're a little less of the comedy and definitely bits and whatnot. Vinny's a little, you know, he's a funny guy anyway, but they're largely that. But they're more gamers right and they're really playing those games and they're passionate about them and they're insightful as well and i think jeff loses a lot of that because he doesn't have that that particular crew backing him up right Mm -hmm. and there is a little bit of what i think is very a lot of podcasts get guilty of um i I would say podcasts i've been on are guilty of this i don't think we're here because if we were here i would probably not do the show is the show and tell mentality you hear some podcasts do this where there's like four hosts and like each person tells what they're gaming, you know, three or four hosts and each person tells what they're gaming and the other people are like completely silent with no discussion mm. in there. You know what I mean? And Giant Bomb is kind of getting like that where it's almost mm. like forced. And I'm starting to read between the lines where people are bullshitting. I'm starting to detect that people aren't playing games as much or as deeply as they're claiming they did. And the reason I bring that up is because Tunic seems like one of them. Um, and uh, and then the last one is Fire Escape Cast, which is Mike Mahardy, Mary Kish, and um, Dan Reichert. And those are people who, wherever they go, they do good work. You know what I mean? And then mm-hmm. they just happen to be friends on the side, and so they're doing a side gig. And that's why I like that. Like, I'm sure Mahardi stuff is fine on Polygon, and Mary Kish is, has always been, like, a PR person, but she's a great gamer at heart. Like, she's one of the girls who hangs with the guys and without being, like, you know, a guy. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, she doesn't yep. talk about folk and, and things like that and stuff like that. Like, she retains what makes her her, but she can right. hang with the guys. And she's always been good at that, right? And she's been a friend of Giant Bomb. Um, and Dan Reichert is just a goofball. Like, he was a goofball when I knew him very briefly in Kansas. Um, and then he was great wherever he went, right? Like, he just he's just he's just a funny, goofy guy. Um, and, uh, and so I listened to them. Um, but here's what's interesting. All of them talked about Tunic. And I don't know if you listen to any or all of those podcasts. I think you're definitely a Giant Bomb listener, but it doesn't really matter because uh, you can fall off of them. But um, mm. they all said pretty much what I said about Tunic. Like their their takeaways of the game as a whole, like actual facets of the game were pretty much identical to what I said. But then at the end, <laughs> when they give what they think about that, I said I really didn't like it and they th- all thought it was fucking genius. 
Yeah. And that leads me to believe that, like, I don't know. And I, I kind of want your opinion, but, like, they, they talk about, uh, there was, especially on the Giant Bomb one, it was kind of pissing me off because they were like, yeah, back, you know, I miss a manual and I miss, like, good overworld map and I miss a good hidden secret behind a waterfall. And I was like, okay, I acknowledge that modern day games don't really do that, but don't sit here and act like y'all can't fucking play a zelda game right now with ease Mm. yeah right like like emulators exist if you're down with piracy and most people are and if not like even but that's not even the case right like anyone with a switch and the online pass it may not be the best way to play link to the past but it's definitely available to you and anything like that you know what i mean and so i guess what kind of pisses me off is it's like yeah i've known that old school games had some really cool design principles and concepts. That's why I still continue to retro game. Yeah. And it seems like these people are just so desperate in their endless grind of the newest, flashiest zeitgeist thing, because that's their job that they're way too. And to be clear, Nextlander was liked tunic, but they weren't like gushing over it. But I feel that both fire escape cast and, um, Giant Bomb are gushing. And I think this game has like a 97%. They are gushing on it. And so I do think what that tells me, and this isn't even really a criticism or uh, an agreement of these people about Tunic, but what it tells me is people really miss some of that stuff from old school gaming. Mm -hmm. And there's just very little of it in modern day games is what it what it rings to me about. And it rings to me that all that retro style stuff that keeps coming out with indie stuff that I largely don't play. There there are some exceptions though. Like we in the Discord, I was talking to Warm about it and he was like, "Have you ever played Katana Zero?" And I said, "Yeah, I did." And he goes, "You know, he's talking about Retro City Rampage and like their follow-up which was called like Hawaii Beach or something and and stuff like that. And like I'd played all those games and like The Messenger and stuff. And so like I've played a lot of that retro style stuff. Um, but, but like, I don't play all of it. Right. Um, I probably just play certain things that just look really up my alley and like shovel knight and stuff. Um, but it sounds like those are the exceptions. And like a lot of these modern retro style games don't feel like retro, retro games per se. I don't know. That's just my read on it. But anyway, with tunic, I don't know. And we didn't talk about it on the last show, but like you want to talk about really trying to concentrate in a game. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was trying to beat this boss. Okay. I was trying to beat a boss at the, at the very end. It was Sunday night and like, I had to start making dinner. My wife was going to be home in like 30 minutes and dinner took at least 30 minutes to make. And it was like, and and it was like 725 so i had like five more minutes and i i had died on this boss like seven times and i just i needed to beat this boss i really needed to and then at that moment right like my mom tries calling and my daughter i hear the toilet flush and then dad toilet's backing up oh my god it's filling up i don't know if it's gonna overflow and then the dog's barking at me on the back door and then while i'm doing that i look over and the other dog is like staring at me from afar i'm like you want to go outside and he just barfs right there on the floor and i'm like nice 
I wonder if the average Dark Souls player deals with this on a regular clip. And, and That's maybe right. that. And you know what? Actually, I'm not going to criticize Dark Souls and stuff. I actually have no problem with these FromSoft games. I really like them. That's the part about Tunic I really like. But, like, I wonder if these Tunic players who love the fact that they don't know anything and just need to wander aimlessly for hours and hours and hours on end, if they've ever had to deal with that. <laughs> Right. And maybe they do. Maybe they don't. I, I think it's largely that, you know, most we've talked about this. Most games press people are our age. Right. Trees are near our age. Yeah. But they still live like they're 20. Right. They live in downtown <laughs> San Francisco or New York. Yeah. They okay. if they have kids, they have like one and they probably have a nanny watching it. Uh, or most likely their quote unquote kids are like one dog or two cats. Right. And they, oh God, I'm, je- I'm so jealous. They don't live, right, that suburban life. Like, they don't want that life, and that's fine. Like, they should live their best life. But, like, I'm just I'm just finding it, it not compatible. But beyond that, and I've talked ad nauseum about Tunic, and I stand by what I said last week, and I, I, that hasn't changed. My opinion hasn't changed, is, <laughs> is the point. Um, but I did get further in the game. Well, and go. I was really listening to these podcasts, just trying to go like, what am I missing? But it sounds like nothing. Like they're saying what I'm saying. I'm observing what they're observing. I they mean, just feel differently about it. Yeah. I mean, do you know how many times I tried to like Outer Wilds? I fucking hate that game. I think Outer Wilds. Okay. Outer Wilds was the indie game, right? Outer Worlds yeah. was the Obsidian game. Okay. I loved Outer Worlds. I, yeah, Outer I loved Wilds, Outer Worlds too. <laughs> Outer, Outer Wilds is the one where you... Yo, yes, like, no, I, I, it, I know what it like, is. Oh, I never you don't know. It. Yeah, I never played it, but I got enough of it to be like, yeah. nope, that's not going to mesh well with oh, me. Oh, and when it hits and you get, oh my God, they, and everybody talks about the game. I've tried that game three times. I hate it. Yeah, I, I hate the music. I hate the style. I hate the stupid way the aliens look. I hate it all. <laughs> um, dumb. Yeah, I didn't even try it. I, um, but like, and again, I, there are people listening to this right now who probably who who definitely like the Outer Wilds, um, but who probably played Tunic and thought it was great, and and were like, yeah, I don't know where you're at, Fred. Like, and I've I've had that a while from like just peers and stuff. Like, I'll say, yeah, I just didn't really care for this, and someone's writing, and they're like, really? Because I thought it was just fucking fabulous, and I was like, well, cool, like good, you know. Um, but like with Tunic, like I still don't know. Um, again, the Giant Bomb discussion really shed some light on like people beat that game and didn't realize certain things in that game and didn't mm-hmm. understand certain parts of that game. Um, I still don't understand a lot of where I'm going, but I'm finding new paths to go on um, just so people know where I am without really getting into spoiler territory, if that's even possible. I'm in the frog area. I'm, it sounds like I'm just about where Gersman was. A lot of what he was describing was where I was. And I wasn't stuck. I just, that was the moment, Trees, where, because it was probably, I probably played a couple more hours since we last talked. Okay. And I was making progress, but I just, I just suddenly like paused the game. I was just doing random shit and I paused the game and I was like, I just have no desire to play this anymore. <laughs> this game and me are just not jiving. And it's not the game's fault. And I don't think it's my fault. It's just, it's not, I'm not like, I, I don't want to play this. And you know what? I've, I had the exact same, just to, to show like how much people could probably understandably disagree with me. I, I got to that same point with Breath of the Wild. 
right? Mm-hmm. I got like 38 hours into that game. Right, me too. I had done me like too. two shrines, two uh, sorry, two of the big temples with the big bosses. Yeah, and yeah, I'd yeah. done like 60 or 70 of the whatever 100, 120 shrines. And I just paused the controller and I was like, I have no desire to get any further in this game. Like, <laughs> it was a good game. Like, fine. But yeah. I've, I'm just done. Tunic I'm a little harder on. Um, I like the combat a lot. The Dark Souls-esque combat and the learning of the patterns of the enemies and stuff, I'm actually really digging. And I really, current state, like like the boss battles, I don't like how, like I said, that, that first boss, the first major, major boss, like, you know, major boss where you unlock, like, you know you've beaten a third of the map. That guy was designed poorly. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I see what you want me to do, but, like, you're your movement system is not com- is not conducive with this. Like, it's a little too overcomplicated. But still, like, I was enjoying it. But, like, all in all, I'm like, yeah, I see what this game's trying to do, and I don't dig it much. But I've never even been, like, a huge Zelda fan. You know what I mean? Right, right. Like, right. my favorite Zelda is Zelda 2, so I'm sacrilege to begin with. And Majora's Mask is a close second. <laughs> So, like, I'm the wrong person. I didn't care much for Ocarina. And Link to the Past was cool, but I I think I've played through it once, maybe twice. And that's about, I'm good. Mm. The original game I like playing through a few times. I've probably played through that game half a dozen times. Um, and, uh, and I really like Twilight Princess, which was weird. And um, I've never played Skyward Sword other than the demos at E3 when I did that E3 show. And right. Trees, I've never played Wind Waker. And I've got that Wind Waker... We you, you know what I mean? I love that your yes. cat's just like, I don't want to hear about Tunic anymore. <laughs> yeah, um, again. My cat gives it two paws down. But um, I've never played Wind Waker, and I'm curious to play it because I, a lot of people are like, you know what? Completely removed from a Zelda franchise, Wind Waker's worth playing through once. Oh, God, so, yeah. Wind Waker is my favorite. I've never played it. So, my favorite. Yeah, and I've heard that HD one kind of cleans up some of the rougher mm. moments at the end. So, yep. So, yeah, I should play through that. I've been meaning to, Mm -hmm. and I should get to the point sometime this year where I just finally do it. Um, Yes. But, uh, but yeah, so, so yeah, Tunic and I was just like, I'm good. I'm done with Tunic, and I, I saved and quit, deleted it, and I felt fine. And I was happy that I'd played it, but I'm done. Mm -hmm. I'm just done. Um... So then that's when I turboed into, because I said I had an indie game I wanted to talk about, or a B, B-tier game that I wanted to talk mm-hmm. about, and I did not end up playing that game. Like, I had it in mind when we talked last, but I did not end up playing it because I was speeding through Mass Effect 2, and the reason why was, Trees, I have decided I'm going to purchase, keep my pre-order, purchase, and play Ghostwire Tokyo. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Again, heard mixed things. Uh, the Me games too? press is all over the place. Like I looked at the review scores from just like a, you know, the list you get on Twitter where some guy, every time a new game comes out, goes, here's the list of what everyone gave it. And I saw the scores were everywhere. There were some 90s, very few though. There were some 70s, also very few. And then everyone was in like the lower 80s. And... Um, the gist of what I hear is like, it does some cool stuff. It's f- bleeding style, but it just seems repetitive and dated. Um, and then um, the the time I knew that I wanted to play it was, first of all, I was like, well, it's all over the place. And Games Press say it's kind of like boring and repetitive. And that's something that I usually, when Games Press say that, I play the game and I'm like, I had a lot of fun with that, right? Mm-hmm. And then I was yep. listening to Fire Escape Cast, like I said, and they were, Mike Mahardy and Dan Reichert were both like, 
you know what it really feels like? You remember on the Xbox 360 where they just have those random like B tier in terms of like budget type games where they were doing some batshit crazy stuff, but they were like grounded in like modern mechanics. It really feels like that. And I got to be honest with you, I'm having a fucking blast playing this game. I, I definitely enjoyed playing it through. And I was like, okay. I need to play this game. Like it mm. might be discounted in three in two months, right down to thirty bucks. But I don't care. <laughs> I want to play this game now. Um, mm. So I'm trying to get through Mass Effect Two so I can jump straight into Ghostwire Tokyo. It comes out. Uh, we're recording this Thursday. Obviously, the show goes live Friday. It comes out Friday. And the one thing I'm a little concerned about trees mm-hmm. is I did store pickup. I think at the time that I pre-ordered it, I think I told you that where it told me like. I think I had to either pay for shipping or I think it was that the steel book didn't have shipping. So I had to do store pickup or something. What I don't like is I've already gotten the email that Ghostwire Tokyo is ready for pickup. The steel book says um, they're planning for a pickup on Saturday. That tells me the games showed up, but the steel books haven't. And the reason Hmm. I'm hesitant is because Ghostwire Tokyo is only 60. It's not the $70 PS5 game. So it's only 60. But if I don't get the steel book, I don't really need the disc version. And frankly, I don't think I even need the uh, the PS5 version per se. Like that'll be cool. But the PC version has some fun ray tracing stuff and whatnot. And it's easily found for 45 bucks. And it's not going to be popular. So it'll be cheap pretty quick. So here's the deal. I think I'm going to give it till Saturday or hope sometime tomorrow they tell me, right? And I know my Best Buy closes at seven like yours. So I'm going to wait and see if they send me the thing that says your game and steelbook are ready to pick up. If they do that, I'll go get them both. If not, I'll wait and see if the steelbook shows up on Saturday. But (laughs) if we hit closing Saturday and they're still not sure about any of this stuff. Right. I'm just going to cancel the pre-order and see if I can get that game on PC for about 40 bucks. And if I can, cool. And if I can't, we'll see. We'll see. I'll get it in some way, shape, or form. But Mm -hmm. I probably won't be getting it on PS5 and and doing it that way. But anyway, we'll see. But uh, I've definitely decided to move forward with uh, Ghostwire Tokyo if I can. So (laughs) There you go. Um. Yeah, so so that's that's about that. But uh, yeah, that's been that's been kind of my my week in gaming. So and my cat approves. <laughs> yeah. And trees, we're getting close. What is it? Well, April fifth, we get our Lego Star Wars game. Oh boy, my kid's not fucking going near it. <laughs> yeah. It's April fifth. It's his own save file. This kid. <laughs> Well, that one you can you can switch to the profile if you're getting the Xbox one. Oh my god! <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so we'll see how it goes. But yeah, I uh, you know I've got lots of games I do want to play though, um, mm-hmm. and, and whatnot. So so I'm not I'm not hurting for games. But uh, but yeah, um, got to get through Mass Effect. But I will tell you, trees, it's getting a little Mass Effect's getting a little long in the tooth for me right now. Mm-hmm. Like, I need to put this down and play something different. So nice. And I do think before we get to the end of spring, 
you know, so in the in the upcoming weeks, I really mm-hmm. need to knock out Spyro three and get done with that trilogy. Yep. Yeah. I, you know, I want I want to get through Mass Effect because I, I can't stop now. You would agree that, mm-hmm. uh, it, you know, it'd be, oh no, you're it'd too, be you're in too deep. It'd be yeah. a shame to like bail now. Um, I still got Cyberpunk sitting there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Star Wars Lego Star Wars that that's a game that you don't need to sit down. And play from start to finish, right? That that to no, that's me, a that's a game you can easily play in intervals of like yes, thirty minutes. Like a, they're like thirty minutes a level, so you can play like one level, or you can be like, mm. you know what? I'm feeling like going on a stint here. I'm gonna go through yeah. like a few a few levels. Yeah. So I think when I'm done, Mass Effect, I I, I do if I'm not burned out, uh, I do want to roll into Cyberpunk. Holy shit, trees! They must have been, they must have been listening to the show. So I just want to say my local time is 11.23 p.m. Mm-hmm. It says today at 11.16 p.m. Fred, your order is ready for pickup. Steelbook and game. Look at that. So, yeah. So I will be going to get that tomorrow. And so Sweet. I will be talking about Ghostwire Tokyo this next week. I like it. I like to hear what you have to say about it. Yeah, that tells me that that I'll probably do one more mission tonight. I'll probably put an hour into Mass Effect, even though I'll be up mm-hmm. late and regret it. But I've got Crash Bandicoot pumping me full of caffeine right now, so I should be okay for a minute. I like it. I like but, it. But yeah, I'm going to do that um, because I need to wrap Mass Effect tomorrow, right? And I have wow. to work tomorrow. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and I have a full day. It's not going to be one of those slack-ass days at mm-hmm. work. And now i got to get my ass out to get pick up Ghostwire Tokyo before they close at 7. And I get off of work at 5.30 and I have to go get my daughter dinner. So it's going to be tight. <laughs> it's going to be tight. So, this guy's moving. Dad went, to go get, Dad went to go get me dinner at 5.30 and it's like 6.30 and he's not back yet. <laughs> so, but, uh, but yeah, so um, I, I have to tell you, I'm really excited to play Ghostwire Tokyo. Good. Even if I don't like the game, I'm excited to play it. So, I like it. So, anyway, but uh, but yeah, hell of a time to be alive, man. <laughs> yes, it is. That's a bit. Yeah. Anyway. Yes, it is. So. Oh, one last thing that I'm really enjoying. It's it's kind of sacrilege. I haven't gotten rid of any of my consoles, nor do I have any interest in doing so. But I have full blown moved over to my Mister for everything. Um, so I, I think I talked about this. I don't know if I told you though. I grabbed adapters, so now I have like a USB adapter for mm-hmm. my NES. I have two USB adapters for NES, two USB for SNES, and then I have um, adapters for my PC Engine or Turbo Graphics controllers as well as my Genesis. So I'm hooking real controllers into my Mr., but like I've gone full-blown just playing on the Mr. for everything. Wow. It's just easier than having to re-hook up everything, you know, each time with different hookup ports and stuff and dealing with pins and all that stuff, right? Like I've got the hardware. I could use it anytime. And there are exceptions, right? If I need a 32X game, I can do it that way. Um, if I run into any, I'm sure there's incompatibilities, right? If I have any problems with the Mr. <laughs> version, I can go to the original hardware. I have no interest in getting rid of any of my hardware. But yeah, I'm just, it's just easier to use the Mr. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have to sp- spend much. I used that retro USB 
website, RetroUSB.com. We're not affiliated with them in any way. Um, but they've got a sale right now. And so I paid like, I think, 11 bucks for each of those adapters. So I got like six adapters for like, I want to say my whole order was like 70 bucks shipped, 75, right, to get all those controllers working. And they work perfectly, right? I did the ultimate test trees. You know this test. I told people I was like, I played... Mike Tyson's punch out on the NES with my NES controller. And then I played super punch out on the SNES. And then I played thunder force three on the Genesis. If you can play those three games and you don't feel like they're hindering you, you're good. Mm -hmm. You're good. I also played Contra three. I forgot how bullshit Contra three is. Mm. You ever play Contra three? No, I, I mean, probably. Yeah. But yeah, you're not a big Contra guy. I'm guessing. I mean, I was when the original was around. I played. I mean, it. everyone put in the thirty-man code, but like my ass beats Contra without the thirty-man code. So like, I'm big Contra guy. That doesn't mean I'm good at it. It just means I've played it enough that I've memorized the fucking game. Um, mm-hmm. But Contra Three, I never got good at because I never had a Super Nintendo. I'm much mm-hmm. better at Contra Hardcore. Um, <laughs> I was playing that yesterday, and the first few levels they're hard, but like if you're good at Contra games, you're fine at them. And then they get to those later levels and they start fucking with you, and I'm like, man, fuck this game. Yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah. So anyway, but yeah, occasionally I'm just doing random retro stuff, and um, I I wanted your real quick take on this trees keep looking at the other Hulk games and I'm like, maybe I could play these and see if they suck just so I can get to Hulk ultimate destruction because I keep reading these Hulk comics. I should just play Hulk ultimate destruction, right? Just, just cut through the bullshit and just boot it up on my Xbox. Right? Like that's, that's where this story should go. I mean, that's what I would do. Okay. If that's the game I wanted to play, I wouldn't play every single game leading up to it i just play the game i want to play that's my problem with my brain right like there's so many positives to the brain that that gave way to gaming history 101 <laughs> the negative is this is that i'm waiting yeah. through all this bullshit when i know exactly what i want to play i just yeah. should play it yeah it's like hey i heard mega man 9 was awesome but oh, now i gotta i gotta play one through eight oh my stars. god it, it, you read my mind it, it was actually seven I had heard Mega so, Man 7 was good, and I was like, well, yeah. I should probably go back to NES and play 1 through 6 first, right? I, I don't know what's or, wrong with me. Or just play 7. Yes, that's what that's the right answer. <laughs> and I, I need your guidance a little bit. Well, so Trees, if you want to know how anticipated this is and how sad this is, right? I, I didn't really know back then. Like, I probably knew to a certain level, but like, mm-hmm. remember, I was reviewing games, and that's when I got to play Prototype for the first time. And then I really dug Prototype and Prototype 2. I know they weren't for everyone. Um, and that was radical entertainment. And But before all that, when I was living in Chicago, right. post-graduate, like I had just gotten out of college and I had taken my job at Tribune Company and living in that first apartment, it was actually when we, um, you know, me and Hefe started doing the podcast of VGP. Um, there was a, a Hollywood video up the street from my house, my apartment, and they had a game crazy, right? That's what they called their video game area um, when they started taking in retro or no, sorry, used games. They would buy and sell used games. And then they had the rental pass, which was like, I don't remember what it was. I think it was like 20 bucks a month and you could have one game out at a time. Um, they were trying to take on Gamefly when that was brand new. 
And uh, and I remember looking at that Hulk Ultimate Destruction on Xbox, and I was like, I've got an Xbox. Why don't I just rent this and try it out? And I think once I even rented it and then just didn't start playing it for some reason. And then one day I went to that game crazy, and I was finally like, I'm going to rent this, and I'm going to play through it. Like, I got on a kick for some reason, and it wasn't in stock. And then every week I would check for it, and it was never in stock. And some And I went and talked to the guy, and he goes, yeah, somebody rented it and just never returned it. Mm-hmm. And he goes, and that guy's membership is like terminated, so he's not going to bring it back. And I was like, oh, damn it. And I remember I, I sought <laughs> it out. I went to a used game store in the city and mm-hmm. you know, found a copy. It, Hulk Ultimate Destru- Destruction was never worth much. I don't even think now it's worth much. I remember I paid like 10 bucks for it. And I've had it ever since. And then I played through Prototype and Prototype 2. And then it was even like, yeah, Radical Entertainment made that. And actually, the precursor to the Prototype games is Hulk Ultimate Destruction, which is kind of like a proto-prototype, right? Like, So I've had every reason to play it, and I just never have. So I'm, I'm going to play it. So my week is going to be Ghostwire Tokyo and Hulk Ultimate Destruction. That, I'm fucking laying down the gauntlet now so that, like, <laughs> I have to talk about this next time. I like so. it. I like <laughs> and I, of course, have to report who lives or dies in my suicide mission. Yes. The other thing is, do you pick your love interest just before the suicide mission, or is it just after? I forgot in two. What do you mean? Like, Because anyone who you've gotten far enough in romance will approach you and give you an opportunity, and then I think the person you pick, the first time you agree to sleep with someone, that's your mm-hmm. romance for the game. So, like, I right now am at a point with Kelly... And Miranda and I think Tolly, where they'll all approach me. I don't know what order. So, and then when I pick somebody, when I pick to bed somebody, if I don't push them away, they will be my, they, that will lock in your love interest. But, you know, if people listen to you talk about Mass Effect, they would think this is a, 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 a love simulator. <laughs> it's, it's like, it's like literally it's like important three me. and a half minute scene. Out of like a 35-hour game. And it's pretty much all you cover. My <laughs> love interest is has always been important to me in Bioware games. So, always. Like, I know when you enter the mass relay, mm-hmm. right? The, four, the Omega oh, 4 mass relay. Real quick, I just want to set the record straight. I don't think you've ever accused me of otherwise. But like, <clears throat> love interest is important to me from a, my particular shepherd is monogamous. So mm-hmm. I'm not trying to like bone everyone on the ship, but I play it very much like I play real life where like when I was in the dating scene, like you'd flirt with people. But then when you decide to have a girlfriend, you like pick someone and mm-hmm. she is your girlfriend. And so I handle Mass Effect and Dragon Age and all those other ones the same way. I haven't played the Dragon Age games, but I know there's love interests in them, especially mm-hmm. in Inquisition, and I will be handling it the same way. But love interests are always important to me in video games. I don't know why. <laughs> well, I know with me, with Miranda, it was once you enter that relay, mm-hmm. it's almost like they're in it traveling, like it's taken a while. Okay. So as the, like you enter it, and right. then it's almost like you're in hyperspeed for a while. And then she gotcha. comes up to you and she's like, why will, why we have this time or whatever? You know what I mean? And that's when. And the don't little... you have an option to like say no at that point? You do. Yeah, yeah. You can still say no. So, so what happens if you've got multiple love interests is, and they may do it in an order. You mm-hmm. know, I may see Miranda first and she's who I want to date. So like if, if I get Miranda first, then I will 
tell her, yes, you're the one for me. And so if I do that, then yeah, I won't see the others. But if somebody else approaches me first, then I have to turn them down Mm -hmm. to get to Miranda. Yeah. You know, it's almost like, oh, timing sucks. (laughs) I was waiting for Miranda and you walked through the door. You know, it's not their fault. You know, Mm -hmm. but anyway. I have all kinds of weird conversations with Kelly too, like where she like compliments Tali and I'm like, you into aliens? <laughs> like, I ask her all the weird shit. Yeah, although, it's funny because although you brought a fucking geth to Tally's things, so, I did. They didn't like you know, that. You're but, a special kind of asshole. Yeah. It's like she's like, come on, Chef. She's like, really? Work like, with me. Yeah. Having just gone through that myself last night, I was like, fucking trees. <laughs> they wouldn't let me. They kicked me off the ship. She's accused of treason and doesn't know why, and that's your rep. Yeah. Fuck. They're like, we think you were working with the guests. She's like, that's ridiculous. <laughs> this fucking guy standing no, over her shoulder. Nobody would do that. Other the elephant in the room. That's what I love what about that? the way you play games. Like, I think very few people would think to do that but you. <laughs> or maybe everyone would think to do it, and it's just me that wouldn't do it. I don't know. They're like, what about that? What's that thing behind you? And she's just staring past him. What? What are you talking about? What thing? What thing? Can you describe the thing? No, um, but uh, yeah, so. Um, <clears throat> yeah. All right. Well, we will call this to a close and reconvene ah. next week. Sounds good. So until next week, happy gaming. Later. <laughs>